What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to Flagrant Eye of the Kid. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking go! Gang, gang. How you feeling, dude? Ah, feel great, man. Everybody, uh, her name is Shiloh. Daughter, eight pounds, uh, seven ounces, full head of hair. Her mother's nose uh, for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was actually, I didn't tell you guys this. I went to do a 3D scan or whatever oh, when yeah, it was in crazy. the belly. Yeah. yeah. So they can like give you these very realistic pictures of what the baby looks like. And Emma gave it to me for my birthday, for my 40th birthday. Oh. So it was like a beautiful oh, gift. My goodness. But we went there and. Um, I gotta get the image. I don't know if it was her face was like pushed up against. Probably. Her nose was huge. <laughs> it was it, to the point where we, we we were like, all right, well we can do something about it later. <laughs> like like, like <laughs> for like weeks I was like, and and I asked the technician who did it. It was it was like that half the size of her face. Might have been point five. It might have been point yeah. five. Bro, yeah. it had and, to be something. And you're blaming yourself. Of course, probably. I'm blaming myself. Emma's nose is tiny little button nose. Yeah. And this this <laughs> The nose is taking half of the kid's head. And I asked the technician, and I go, hey, this sounds horrible. I know I sound like a horrible father. But I asked the technician, I was like, yeah, but it's just in there, and it will probably change. And the technician looks at me and Emma goes, you know what? My daughter looks exactly the way that she looked when I got my 3D. Son, Lie to exactly, me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, nothing looks exactly. Oh my god. Bro. Oh my god, dude. So yeah, it was it was absolutely crazy. And um, but yeah, here we are, man. Was I mean, it like first time put the baby on your chest? What are you thinking? All right, so labor was crazy. Emma, water breaks. Water break is not like the movie. I thought it was splash. <laughs> it's not splash. No. She thought she peed herself a little. She was unsure. I had paddle book the next day that I was mad excited about. And <laughs> yeah, you didn't cancel that until way too yo, late, by the way. Super late. Let the record show. Like, could be a false alarm in his defense. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, it might be a pee. We're on the way to the hospital. I'm like, yo, that shit might be a pee still. They might tell us to go home, and I got paddle lock. I didn't cancel paddle till the last minute. Okay? <laughs> You're crazy, bro. <laughs> we go... <laughs> We fight. We, we. I mean, if it's a natural birth, it's gonna take hours. I could go sneak an <laughs> so, hour in for paddle. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. so, I was thinking that, but then here's the thing. <laughs> I was when, thinking that. No, here's the thing. The, the, so every week before that, the the gynecologist fingers my wife in front of me, right? right? Because they got to see if the, the if she's dilated at all. The uterus is dilated. The cervix. Cervix. The cervix is dilated, right? So just fingers my wife right in front of me. No big fucking deal. Shout out to Doctor Gubala. Great job. <laughs> uh, never moaned once. Uh, come holler at me if you want to learn something. So great job, <laughs> you know really? No, was it a great job? Exactly. You don't know how to finger. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? If you want to talk to your boy, being I'll all mechanical about it, right? What is With it? your gloves and shit on? You need lube. <laughs> what about that? What about, what about saliva? You ever try that, Doc? Anyway, so uh, uh, she she wasn't dilated. Literally, we have a, a doctor's oh, yeah. appointment next day. That night, we're about to get in bed. Gets out of bed. Oh, I think she peed herself a little bit. Goes to the bathroom. More pee's kind of come out. Pees, then stands up. A little bit more pee is coming out, and she's like, "Oh shit, is this it?" Then you get hyped. Mm. Fuck. Then you're excited. I'm hyped hearing that. Right? You're like, "Oh my god, it's about to happen!" Like yeah, this is yeah, great. Yeah. This is like the movies. The water breaking, but it's little trickles. You're not exactly sure. We clean it up, and there's like a little like pink in it. We were calling Alicia, Mark's wife, is a midwife, so she knows like everything about it. She like worked with my wife about like how she wants the birth to go. My wife had this whole birth plan. I got the birth plan memorized. I got it written down. I'm fucking ready to go. Okay. My wife was like, I want to do it natural. Women, it's a big thing for them to do it natural, which is dumb. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. they care about it. You yeah. know what I mean? It, I, I'm 
no reason why. Like I think it probably is, they make they feel like more of a mom or a woman or whatever. It's nonsense, but yeah, epidural uh, <laughs> immediately is not even a question. Uh, so she wanted to do it natural. She didn't want to take this thing called pitocin. Pitocin is uh, is used to get women to uh, have contractions be more like regulated and then start to really dilate the uh, cervix, okay. right? Okay. So you can get it ready. It needs to be at 10 centimeters for the baby to come out. So she didn't want to do that. She wants to do it natural, et cetera. So this is her birth plan. She's fucking ready to go. Water breaks. Second water breaks, you got to go to the hospital because there's a risk of infection. Uh, so you can't like what's called labor at home, like go through the beginning of the contractions and just sit at home. So we go to the hospital, on the way to the hospital, ready, hyped. How'd you get there? You drive? I'm wondering. Nah, Uber. Uber. That's <laughs> fine. Uber to you, the hospital. Uber, 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 Uber black? Uber black. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on, bro. Of all days. Come on. You're not going to spend an extra seven bucks on over the back, bro. <laughs> Most important day of your life, bro. It could be a false alarm. It could be a false alarm, son. It could be a false You know what's crazy? She was paying a fucking Hyundai alarm. <laughs> 2001. You know what's crazy? That morning, I took a Uber black to paddle. <laughs> <laughs> I need to stretch out because my knees are tight. Yeah. If I don't stretch my legs out and Uber on the way, I'm going to have a no. tough time with my paddle lesson. She's fucking my paddle lesson. She probably wants put a smaller car. Yeah, she wants a smaller car. No, no, no. We probably did Uber XL or some shit like that. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so we get to the hospital, <laughs> admitted to the hospital, go in this little triage room or whatever yeah. like that they call it. They just kind of, you know, figure all the things out. Contractions start a little bit. You hear about these contractions. You're hyped, you yeah. know. Um, we did all these, like, lessons to learn about. We're like, okay, we're looking for 411, okay? Every four minutes for one minute for an hour. That's how we know something's good. I don't know what it was, but I remember 411. So that's what I'm like, I'm timing out these fucking contractions. It's fucking great, it's exciting. Go into another room. Uh, she's not dilated yet, right? And they're like, oh, I think we should put you on Pitocin, that thing yeah. she didn't want to take so we can get you to dilate. She's like, all right, it's the first thing I didn't want to do, but fine, we'll do the Pitocin. Problem with the Pitocin, starts those contractions, contractions get really bad, okay? Okay. Up the Pitocin. Up, they start at like 10. Mm -hmm. 20 hours later, we're at 30. Fuck. Epidural. 20, 20 Oh, no, she was in, she was in, she was in labor for 24 hours. Fucking unbelievable. 24 hours. Baby's heartbeat starts to drop. Oh, fuck. Now, keep in mind, I haven't told anybody, anybody who's come out to the live show knows, but it was really difficult for Emma and I to get pregnant. You guys knew about it. We didn't, I didn't talk about it publicly. I've, I've said it at the stand-up shows. For some reason, I felt more comfortable doing that. It's, uh, it's really what the hour is, is, is about, but it's really fucking hard for us to get pregnant. And uh, the entire time, you're just like thinking that it's not going to work out. So basically, for like almost two years, I'm just like, this is, something's going to happen. Because everything that did go wrong went wrong for us. And uh, so even up to this date, I'm like, fuck, is this mm. when it's going to go wrong? Mm. You're, you're like waiting. Everything feels right. The water broke. It's like out of a movie. This is great. And then all of a sudden you're there and she's not contracting. The contractions aren't lining up. And then she's not dialing. You're like, fuck. They put her on the Pitocin. They keep on upping it. She's still not dialing. Then baby's heartbeat drops. The nurses kind of run in. They're like, hey, can you move to your side? We just want to make sure something's okay or move to your back. Move to her back. Heartbeat comes back. Again, babe's heartbeat drops. We're like, what the fuck is going on? Doctor finally comes in and goes, okay, uh, we're going we're gonna to do a C-section, you know? 
And uh, so Emma's like heartbroken, right? Because she's like, I worked so fucking hard. Right. I wanted this birth to go this one specific way and it oh, didn't. She's, I, she's like, I'm working out every single day. I was like preparing my body for this journey. It was about to go on and then it didn't happen. And she's upset because she's like, I didn't want to take the Tosin. You know, she's like, I didn't want to get an epidural. She like, didn't want to do all Nothing going according to plan. Nothing at all. at all, right? For the most important day of her life. Exactly. And, and in that moment, you're like, you want to get her. You, but listen, we're, we're here for a baby. However we get the baby, mm, yeah. that's the success. Yeah. We're not here for the birth plan. Yeah. The birth plan is a nice way to go about it, right. but that's not the success here. It's happy, healthy baby, lock in because we still got time, you know what I mean? And this is 24 hours, no sleep. You try to sleep, contraction kicks in every five or six minutes. She wakes up, you wake, you wake up with her screaming. You're like, is everything okay? You know what I mean? You're just fucking terrified. Mm. It's fast. Take you into this room, surgery room is set up. There's a like this makeshift bib curtain. It's not really a curtain, it's like a bib that kind of blocks her off from here. Now keep in mind, Emma hasn't eaten anything for 24 hours because you can't eat when you're on the drugs. And now they're pumping her full of drugs so that she can be you know, further um, uh, numbed because they're about to do real surgery, right? Yeah. Uh, so she's on her back, she just starts yakking. No. So take her for like a little throw up bowl. She's Pop throwing up into this thing, trying to you know keep it all together. I'm kind of next to her. I'm talking to her. I'm terrified. Um, and all of a sudden, they start doing the cutting. What are you trying to say to her in this moment? You're just like I'll I tell love you, exactly. you so fucking much. Working no, out a few bits or something. Like yeah, that. I was working material. Yeah, yeah. no, no. I tell you exactly. I was. I was It'd be just, great for the new hour. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, It'll be a payoff, baby. MSG. Just wait. <laughs> so, so I was basically. I was going. Uh, I was just telling her about uh, great uh, uh, just times we had on vacation. Mm. Like it was just, just, just imagining those moments where we were really kind of in love it's and it was it's just it's things that we really enjoyed. And, yeah. you know, remember when we were doing this and I'm just saying, keep in mind, she's numb. She can't feel anything. Uh -huh. She can just feel her body being pulled in different directions. Uh, and I'm next to her fuck. and there's this bib right here. And literally I, I'm just talking to her as this is happening. Her body's going like this. Mm. Because they're just tearing away, yeah. Yeah, it's a mind fuck. and then oh, trying to pull God, the baby out. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, we were watching this uh, show, um, uh, True Detective, and in one of the episodes of True Detective, it's taking place in Alaska. I won't take too much time, but like, there's these babies that are born stillborn. So the baby comes out, and you're waiting for the baby to cry, but you don't hear the baby cry. Mm -hmm. So Em and I just saw this episode, and she's like, "I can't watch the rest of this. It's too scary." Remember, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. has gone wrong for us. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason for us to believe that anything's gonna work out. Yeah. Okay. Fucking, uh, I'm telling her this story, and all of a sudden she goes, and Emma's like, "Hey, I don't hear crying. Is everything okay?" And I don't hear crying either. And I'm just waiting for crying. And you're just hearing the doctors go, and then you hear the doctors go, there's a lot of blood, there's a lot of blood. And I'm like, oh my God, is Emma gonna be, like, yeah, it's not man. just the baby gonna be okay. Is Emma gonna be okay? She's been on this Pitocin, which induces hemorrhaging in a lot of women mm. after the birth. So you're like, fuck, and I, I don't wanna scare her about the blood. So I'm like, no, no, And then they go, yeah, we don't have the baby out yet. Everything's gonna be fine. We go, okay, I keep telling her stories. Hey, remember that time when we were in Kyoto? We're walking around Kyoto and we saw that. I mean, the whole process in the in that whole room is an hour. This moment is maybe like 10 minutes, five minutes. I don't know. It, it's crazy. Hey, remember when we were in the pyramids? We were walking on the pyramids. She's like, yeah, I remember when we were in the pyramids. And she keeps telling, yeah, tell me another story. Tell me something. And you're just like this. And all of a sudden, there's like a pretty violent pull on her. Mm -hmm. And then... She stops, and then we just hear, wow. like, oh, oh, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah
way. And you're like, it's like for the first time, this is gonna sound exaggerated, but I genuinely feel this way. It's like I, for the first time in like almost two years, I feel like I could breathe. Yeah. I don't know if the baby's good yet. Mm. I, Emma goes, hey, here's the plan. She told me this before. If we have to do C-section, I want you to be with the baby immediately and you do like chest on chest, like skin on skin contact, which apparently is good. Go be with the baby, make sure everything's okay when they're measured, do not leave the baby. I go, okay. Here's the thing, I don't know that baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my connection is not, this is the wildest thing that you'll ever experience, it'll happen to all you guys. When the baby first comes out, they tell you the second you look at your kid, it's the most, no, <laughs> that's an alien. My wife has a hole in her stomach. Yeah. The size of a bowling ball yeah, looks yeah, like. Yeah. I'm looking back and I just see blood everywhere around her stomach because I walked around the curtain. Fuck. So I'm with this baby and there's this beautiful moment, this like life has been brought in the world, but all I can think about is, is my wife is, gonna is bleed that out? life? Okay. Yes. Yeah, man, fuck, yeah. I'm, and I'm glad you didn't look around the curtain while they were taking it out because son, I saw son. that in nursing school, that shit is crazy. What, what does it look like? So it's like when they cut, they just aggressively uh, pull the that's skin. What, that's so what I'm crazy. saying, like you you like, see her. Yeah. I'm like, this is too aggressive, this is not right. It's like, no, this is the way it happens. It's like just, like that shit was nuts. Yeah. Crazy. Fucking so I'm wild. glad you didn't see that. Crazy. <laughs> the Ben Carson C-section, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Get two sword fucking yeah, slices. Yeah, about the magical <laughs> hands. <laughs> magical <laughs> motherfucking <laughs> hands, my ass. Life tour, Charlotte. Thank you so much for selling out the show. We added a second show in Charlotte. Uh, also, Nashville, we are coming. Austin, we are coming. Phoenix, we added a second show. San Francisco, uh, you saw that all four shows. That's incredible. Uh, we'll see what we can do about that. But thank you guys so much. More cities are also available at theandrewschultz.com. Go there. If there are tickets left, go check them out. And Philadelphia, you're up next. I will see you there soon. Peace. Yo, San Jose, thank you guys so much. That was crazy. They had just expanded the club. We still sold it out. And we had more people coming after. We filled up every standby ticket we could possibly fill. Other people still didn't get in. That was amazing. One of the best weekends of my comedy life. Thank you so much. Also, February 23rd and 24th, Oklahoma City. We're not doing the 22nd anymore. I have to film a little something. You will see what it is soon. But Oklahoma City, February 23rd and 24th. Uh, and March 1st and 2nd, Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm excited to be in a place that might not be so cold in March, so hurry up and buy your fucking tickets to that. And March 8th and 9th, Stanford, Connecticut, April 11th through 13th, Tempe, and April 18th through 20th, Denver, Colorado. We're doing another 420 show at Comedy Works, this time at the bigger location. Let's see what happens. Get those tickets and more at akashsing.com. Now let's get back to the show. So I go over to the baby, Give, they asked me, names. I'm like in a state of shock. I'm worried about the you know, love of my life is over here, just went through this intense surgery, she's fucking vomiting, there's blood everywhere. I'm still hearing them saying there's a lot of blood, so I'm still worried about that. And then I'm seeing my daughter, and it's this amazingly beautiful moment, but I'm still, yeah. that's where my love is right now, yeah. right? And uh, I mean, the, the daughter's there, and I'm like, can I say, the, the daughter holds my fucking hand, it's amazing, you're getting emotional, you're crying, you cry at the fucking, the second you hear her cry, cry you yeah. start to cry, and uh, they asked me if I want to cut the umbilical cord, and, uh, <laughs> and, and I go, no, you do, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know that I'm it's, not a, to fuck it's this ceremonial, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's like already been cutting. cut. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, the, the, the umbilical cord is where she gets the blood and the oxygen and the food and all that shit. I'm like, no, I, I never cut an umbilical cord before. Yeah. And then the lady goes, no, no, it's already been cut. It's like a ceremonial, cerem is that the term? Yeah, ceremonial. Ceremonial thing, like whatever. Symbolic thing. Or symbolic, yeah. whatever. Mister, I can do brain surgery. <laughs> so I cut that well, shit. <laughs> I cut that little calamari, bro. It was, it, it, yeah.
<laughs> anyway, and then, uh, fuck, man. And then uh, the, I, I get the baby. The baby's on my chest. It's uh, it's amazing. I go back to check on Emma. No, no, I'm sorry. I go back and check on Emma. She's like kind of delusional. She's like, go back and check on the baby again. Yeah, I'm like, but, okay. Yeah. Get the baby. And then immediately we bring the baby and we put it on Emma's chest. It was really important to her that she had this like skin on skin time. Yeah. Immediately. Apparently it's important for the baby too. So she hasn't eaten anything in over a fucking day. She's been on pumped up for drugs with empty stomach, throwing up and everything. And she like... But this was awesome to see. Like, it's awesome when you see somebody give everything they've got. Yeah. Like, locks in. She could, like, oh. primally. Primal, like, yeah. where the, the gas tank's empty, and then there's a new gas tank. Yeah. Mm. And a lot of us don't even realize that gas tank even exists. It only exists for this one purpose Bro. in the entire universe. Locks in. Baby here. Kissing, hugging, blah, blah, blah. Then I take her. Knocks out. Wow. They move her to a different room to have skin on skin. Comes back, locks in, skin on skin, baby latches, gives the baby the first feed, literally sucks the last bit of life out of Emma, knocks out. Emma goes, before she passes out, she's like, hey, I don't fall asleep. I have to sleep. Don't fall asleep. Just keep an eye on the baby. I go, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I go, I, I could do that. Baby's in there. This is the weird thing that happens. Remember I said that you don't have the connection with the baby initially? Yeah. That that thing, it starts to seep in to uh, you. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were going to fall asleep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. It like, it's the weird, I said it, I think I texted you, Mark, and it was just like, in the way that like, if you pour water over cobblestone, you know how it will fill every space? Yeah. That's what the love for the kid feels like. It just starts to seep in and then this weird like protective instinct comes in and like I kind of I, I didn't go at it with this doctor but like a new doctor came in from another floor and was like hey I'm here to check on the baby and I was like can I see some ID or something like <laughs> in my brain I jumped to the conclusion that she was going to steal the baby so I didn't let her in and I went and I asked the guy who managed it. the floor, and I was like, do you know this bitch? That's valid. That's do you fucking know valid. this fucking bitch? Up, dude. No, no, no. And I, I knew that. how irrational and insane nah, I was being. Do it. But it, it's weird how it kind of... Kev on stage said a thing that it, well, I think will apply within reference to this story. He's, he asked his dad, when do you stop worrying about your kid? And he goes, never. The worries just change. Uh, yeah. So that's just a sign that like... You're gonna be a great father, and then this is just kind of the worry is. Oh the worry. my god! But then, yeah, and then we, and she did work there, and uh, yeah, she could have not. She could have not. Was it awkward? Like when she came in, were you like, yeah, you know, just you know, not taking any chances? You were no, like, I was totally fine with it. I had nothing to explain. To you. You I, I felt zero. I was like, yeah. yeah, this is a good concerned father. You should like me. Yeah. You should want people checking you. Yeah, a thousand percent. Random women shouldn't be able to walk up to your baby wearing a different color uniform. I guess another floor it's got a different color. It's not a color. fucking MacBook I'm watching. It's a child. It's a, it's child. a big deal. Yeah. That makes sense. If it's a difficult uniform, yeah, I thought it's color like same white coat as everybody else. She has the name tag here, and he's asking her, "Do you work here?" Like costume shop. She has dark blue. Like, That's the other thing. You could get these costumes anywhere. <laughs> They're not like administered by the Some hospital. Hands. Like, Fig, I could buy some scrubs. I'm looking at her. I'm looking at her shoes. Right? She didn't have the same. They all wear these like calzeros or something like yeah, that. They're like yeah. they're a version of a croc, but it's a different type. A fancier crock. This bitch coming in with New Balance. I'm like, hold on. Yeah, she's ready to run. On, ready to run. Hold bro. on, exactly. Yeah. She ready to run with my motherfucking baby. Long distance. <laughs> I'm like, not, not my baby. 
So this other dude who's looking over the floor, I told you this shit, other dude looking over the floor, He's like, no, no, she works here, everything's good. I'm like, all right, keep an eye on her. I gotta go get a coffee. I come back. That dude who runs the floor is also a nurse. He's been, he has to pump out the blood from my wife's vagina, and he does that by pushing on her stomach. So my, my wife is yeah. vagina out. I told y'all this. Yeah. Vagina out, and every 30 minutes, he gotta push on her stomach and then shoot the blood out of her vagina. Fuck, dude. Right? Um, does that three times. Before we leave, looks at me, he goes, yo, bro, big fan of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, son, been staring at my wife's pussy, <laughs> you know what I mean? pumping blood out of it, yeah. and it hits me with the big fan of the pot. We could have just gone our separate ways, fam. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Yeah, you don't but I don't need to know. Do you know what I mean? Did he snap a pick? Be honest. Nah, he didn't. I mean, mental. You too? Yeah. I think mental like, pick. He might have when I went to go get the coffee. Yeah. That's crazy, right? That's you gotta let bygones be bygones with that one staring straight down my wife's vagina. <laughs> Yeah, someone's having a vulnerable moment. I'm not a fan at that moment. Yo. You know what I mean? I'm just going to be like, yo, I'm going to move on. Yeah, you don't know me. I don't know you. And you yeah. don't know what my wife's vagina looks like. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> He's like, yo, your wife was in a spin cycle. My son, <laughs> son, <laughs> son, it was crazy. <laughs> son, it was crazy. All due respect. Yeah, all the respect. <laughs> every, nurse, every nurse during the C-section was a fan of the pot. Male nurse, every single one. Wow. Every single one. Shout out to all of y'all. But yeah, fuck with right you now. bleeding so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? The yeah. fuck? Y'all yeah, got to stop listening to podcasts while you're doing surgeries, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, can't they uh, use code words or something? Bleeding a lot is like. Yo, my man said, yeah, it was like, there's a lot of blood or there's hemorrhaging or something like that. Now that shit is terrifying. Yeah, yeah use like restaurants even. have code language and they don't even need yeah, it. Yeah, 86. Yeah. 86 <laughs> on the mom. Give me. <laughs> <laughs> Restaurant language while we're in the surgery. <laughs> Son. Oh my god. So yeah, and then and then the shit. The hard part starts where you just got to keep the baby alive, and it's just whatever. But now it's like I'm surprised it was cool with all these male nurses. Son, at a certain point, like so many medical professionals done finger my wife in front of me, bro. Then you just got to take the L. Do you know what I mean? You just got to take the L. Oh, the doctor came in and uh, said this. Doctor comes in and uh, she goes, hey, I just want to let you know you were never going to have a natural uh, vaginal birth. And uh, we're like, why? She goes, uh, it, you're way too uh, thin. Like, you're way too thin on the inside. I guess it's the cervix or whatever it is. She's like, there's no way to Cervical tell. wall, I think it might be called, maybe? Basically, it's like a martini glass. I guess it opens up okay. in there. But you can only feel, like, the stem, like, when you put your finger in to see how dilated it. Yeah. But, like, she's like, yeah, there, it would never, it would have never gone through. It would have never happened. And, um, and yeah, I always thought it was... Uh, I always thought it was me, son. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Not to make it about me, but you know what I'm saying? I always thought your boy was. You know what I mean? I thought your boy was big. Turns out. You know what I mean? Turns out she's a skinny mini. Turns out. You know? Shit. With all due respect. Oh, my God. With all due respect. You know what I mean? I thought. You know? God, it's crazy. You're crazy. What? <laughs> now nah, y'all want to know that your your wife got the Venus flytrap? <laughs> you know what I mean? Got the kung fu. <laughs> you want to know your wife got the kung fu? Doctor certified kung fu. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right. You so, know what I mean? Yeah, I'll stop at home. No, like, no, let's you, move past no, this yes really quick. Him, bro. Yes no, him, bro. I, yes this is bro. No, no. My say. wife hates me, bro. That's how time at home is. <laughs> Rightfully so. I'm just trying to help. Uh, you, you I'm do- trying to help. My wife hates me, bro. You, you've done your job. And she should hate me. Yeah, yeah this you, is helping. <laughs> this is going to She's help. a hero. You see what she went through? <laughs> <laughs> you see what she went through? It was unbelievable uh, what she went through there. The little tight pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you know no. what I mean? No, no. it's crazy. Ah. That's crazy what she went through. Oh, man. Full time, I thought it was me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? At least I know them noises was real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Y'all don't. Y'all don't know if your wife's noises is real. I do. I know. Doctor certified. A gyno came in and said my wife is tight. <laughs> it's like, I'm just saying. That's a fact. Yeah, but it's not you. You can't take credit. Yo, hey, hey, like, hey. It's like bowling hey, with bumpers. Hey. <laughs> Son. You know what I mean? Hey, a strike is a strike. I'm taking my strikes however I get them, bro. Oh, my God. So, another man coming in the room and telling you your wife's pussy. It was a woman doctor, sir. It free. was a woman doctor. Crazy. <laughs> it was a woman doctor. That would kill Akash. <laughs> nah, as long as she don't make her laugh, I'm fine. Don't make her laugh. Yo. Don't be funny while you're doing surgery. I'll beat your ass. She can go, but no giggles. I'll beat you up, bitch. You can make my wife laugh during surgery. Son. I'll fuck you up. Son, that was crazy, bro. Oh. <laughs> nah, but my wife ate me now, so that's it. It is what it is, but she should. I've heard that is the thing. What do you do? I mean, they do everything. There's nothing like, I can't, baby, I love, the baby wakes up. It's, listen, you've never done less and felt more productive in your life <laughs> when you pick up a baby that's yours yeah. and you're just looking at them. Hmm. Like everything else, you look at your phone and scroll and you just feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm yeah. wasted. I should be reading a book. I should be learning something. I should be spending time with my family. This right here is the greatest five minutes, three minutes, whatever it is that you'll ever have in your life. It's incredible. Oh, dude, that video you, you posted where oh, and she smiles smile, right? at the end. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't clock it the first time. I saw it in a comment and I was like, oh, wow, that's so fucking, like, what a beautiful thing oh, so to have cool. on camera. It's unbelievable. It's, yeah, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, and you don't know, like, they, they do they recognize you or not? It doesn't even matter. It's just the coolest. Everything about them is cool. Mm-hmm. Like, Everything about when they sleep, it's the cutest thing you've ever seen. When they cry, it's adorable. When yeah. they burp, it's the funniest thing. Everything about them yeah. is the most that you've yeah. ever experienced. Yeah. When they throw up, it, you everyone dies laughing. When they fart, <laughs> it's the funniest thing. Yeah, I remember when Luther had a kid, he took a shit and he was like, you want to come see this? This is funny. It's the like, coolest yeah. shit. <laughs> when they first shit, it's dark. It's a dark shit. It's an onyx. <laughs> it's a dark onyx. It's the darkest shit you've ever seen yeah, in your life. Yeah, yeah. And then it starts to lighten up. But that first one, they've been plotting on it for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's a nine month, That's a long month cooker yeah, right they there. They can't yeah. wait. Yeah, when she pees, her nostrils flare. Uh. So she was like, that's when she pees. I mean, when she, she farts just like me, constantly farting. Yeah, it's fire. Oh, it's Does she awesome. imitate it too? Oh, no, but I do. <laughs> Yo, in about two months, you're going to just lift one cheek yeah. and fart. Yeah, it's just going to be, yeah, it's fire. It's and then awesome. how was it when your parents came? Oh, my, my, you get to, uh, the, 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 the thing about babies is like, they literally bring out the best version of everybody. Yeah. As long as they're not like crying on a plane or something like that. Like, oh, when even then I find it cute. You, because you're like a fucking good human. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> fucking asshole over here. Uh, Take a bus, bro. <laughs> 
But uh, but yeah, like anybody that sees a baby, they they are on their best behavior. They're their kindest. They're their sweetest. They treat you the best. Like all of a sudden, you're qualified as like not an asshole. You could yeah. be an asshole. You could be a horrible parent. But when you see somebody like pushing a baby, you're like, all right. They're probably not. Decent. Yeah, they're probably a decent human being. Yeah. They're taking care of a thing. Yeah. You know? And uh, like seeing my mom weep. Like my mom's like a tough, like yeah, Scottish yeah. woman. I've never seen her. Yeah. Immediately weep. Wow. Oh. Like adorable. Yeah. You know? Uh, dad is clocked out. <laughs> dad is, dad is, dad like multiple times just on the couch like, who is that? <laughs> like, oh, well, that's your granddaughter. That's reasonable. It's a granddaughter. That's sort of cool. You cool. should tell her to come out to Fire Island. <laughs> Multiple invites. Multiple invites. That's reasonable. She just got here, though. You know yes. what I mean? Like, they, 100%. she just got here. 100%. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just... No, but imagine getting that news multiple times. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's, 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 oh, the best that's, day of your life? Every yeah. Minute? That's sure, fucking granddad, awesome. Granddad, immediately, over and over again. It's Also, anytime you share that you have a kid with people who have kids, they get to relive the best mm. moments of their kid's early childhood. Yeah. So their eyes light up and they tell you about when their kid was just born and how magical it was or when their grandkid, yeah, it was, it was fucking awesome. Do you get the awesome. picture stereotype now? Like what? every yeah. new parent's like, oh yeah, look. Yeah, picture. Oh, I yeah. find myself doing it. And I, and I know <laughs> when I'm sharing with people, they don't give a fuck and I still do it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like I know when I share, with you guys, you guys care. Yeah. Maybe. But <laughs> I know the average person doesn't, but I will still. Yeah. And, and you should, that's, you're most proud of creating that yeah. over anything else in your life. Yeah. yeah. Like, your mom seen this the scan of you. She's like, is the nose going to be that way? <laughs> she was worried. She was worried. It's also weird when you look at them, you see, like, I saw my mom immediately. It was mm. creepy. Like, And I wonder if it's like a biological trick that you're supposed to see either yourself or your relatives in your kid so mm. you don't uh, assume that. Yeah. Your yeah, wife's yeah, a yeah. bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then because I would be a bitch if she. Yeah, got that'd be a mean thing yeah, to do. It's, it's, a, it's a cruel joke. Yeah. It's a prank. It's a be, mean prank. It is a fucking mean prank. Super rude. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling at this no, point. No, it's just it's like great. it was. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's amazing. First one to have a kid. Jason goes. Jason goes. I tell you guys this. He goes. He goes. Uh, yeah, you got to hide the diapers. I go why? He goes. We hide the diapers, and then your wife's like, "We ran out of diapers," and you go, "Well, I'll go get some." <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Free game. I, I hit up Uyeda. I hit up Uyeda. He's like, "Oh, dude." He goes, uh, "He goes." Uh, when my baby mama, she she liked this specific thing from Starbucks. He goes, "Those are the two best parts of my day." I go get her Starbucks in the morning. I get her Starbucks in the yeah. afternoon, and I love those are the moments. Yeah. yeah and you're yeah. basically finding these moments to be of service. Yeah. But get the fuck out the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. Because while the baby's sleeping, you can't play with it. Mm. Mm. You can stare at it for so long. It is. It's impossible <laughs> to stare at without giving it a kiss. I, it's impossible. I can't even. It imagine. is impossible. I can't. Even imagine. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Also, you're not supposed to like sleep with them on your body. Mm -hmm. Nothing makes you want to go to sleep <laughs> when they're asleep. Uh, it's like a little weighted blanket. Oh, <laughs> TV's on. The heat comes on in the apartment. Also, they don't bitch about anything. <laughs> like, you can have full-level conversations. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Babies don't care when you're scrolling. You know what I mean? They love scrolling it. Scrolling Instagram all day. I will say this, though. And they're they right. My wife is right. And women who just give birth and are doing all the things are right in this. But they, something like they don't realize they need something 
until you sit down and exhale. <laughs> At the moment of sit down and exhale is their brains go, oh, can I have uh, uh, the weight distributed in the apartment a little bit more with you over there? <laughs> the second you sit down. It makes down, complete sense. Of course. Because it's like, I'm doing dying. everything. This motherfucker yes. exhaling, you ain't do shit, first of you all. Got what you got me sour gummies. I got her sour gummies. You had a 24-hour labor, you stayed yeah. up, drank coffee. Talk That's to it. me. That's oh. it. So <laughs> it was like day four, we were in the hospital for a while. Day four, I remember, I'm fucking exhausted. I'm going downstairs in the elevator to get a coffee. And I remember thinking to myself, I go, oh, oh, this is the going out for some cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 I would never, I would never, but, but this is when it happens. <laughs> like, it's this time. The intrusive thought gets in there. Yeah, like, I'm in the elevator, I'm all by myself, and like, nobody would even know. <laughs> Like, I'm just gonna get off on the, the second floor and yeah. then go get some Starbucks. Because <laughs> oh yeah. that's what dude. I would do, because I love my kid yeah. more than anything in the world. It's amazing, I love my wife more than anything in the world. But someone who didn't yeah. would take this feeling and they would go get some cigarettes. <laughs> and then you'd never see them unless you made the NBA. <laughs> that would be the only time. Oh, oh my God, dude. So. You just look at the car keys, you're like. <sighs> bro. <sighs> I'm telling you. Not even the car keys, the Uber app. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting himself an Uber black. Yeah. I bet that. <laughs> I need some comfort. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, listen. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, um, thank you guys, everybody who came out to. Um, there's a lot of people that came out to Life Tour, uh, which is really about the whole process. Uh, why, why it's called the Life Tour. Uh, but uh, about trying to get pregnant and. Uh, and a lot of people would DM me afterwards and they would like wish us best of luck and they would like uh, pray for us, which was, you know, I'm not a very religious guy, but for whatever reason really means a lot when people who are religious yeah. offer to pray. And uh, we really needed everything, all the help that we could have gotten. That meant a lot. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who came out and everybody who's been supported through that process. And also people who kind of kept this a secret as... I know it seems weird to talk about it on stage, but also not really want it to be out there. I think when we discussed it on the call, someone brought up a good point, which was like you were talking about something that you had gone through, but you hadn't had the baby yet. And you already said everything that could yeah. have gone wrong has gone wrong. And you, I would be like, I don't want to jinx anything. Bro, I was so terrified of jinxing it. But like yeah. even on stage, I, like we had an agreement, my wife and I, like we wouldn't talk about getting pregnant until the baby could survive a premature birth. Mm. So I think after like maybe six months or something like that, the baby can. Okay. So I didn't confirm on stage up uh, until then that she actually got pregnant. It was like, okay, we've, yeah, you know, we're trying and uh, hopefully everything will go well throughout yeah. this process. And uh, so we were just, we're just so fucking scared. I mean, I don't know, you get superstitious. Oh, like, dude, the miracle of bro, childbirth. As science. you get older, you realize that Yo, it's it is a, a fucking miracle. Science and miracle. Mm -hmm. Like so many things Son, can I, happen. Yeah. Bro, you know what happened? This is, this is, I became a feminist and an anti-vaxxer day one. <laughs> <laughs> Hell day yeah. one. That's an interesting combo. Day one. I that became, I became an anti-vaxxer day one. <laughs> Why? They come into the room. They're like, hey, uh, would you like, we'd like to give the baby the hepatitis B shot. And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. She need that for? Who's she fucking? So I didn't know that. <laughs> Literally, I didn't know that, right? So I go, hepatitis B. I'm like, what's hepatitis B? They're like, oh, it's just, I'm like, well, how, would, how do you get hepatitis B? And then she, they're like, oh, well, it's a sexually transmitted disease. And I'm like, see what I mean? Suck my dick. Don't give me hepatitis B. You gotta get the full cocktail. You gotta get everything, bro. Well, I'm what? not saying you don't. What I'm trying to say is we don't need that day. Like, what's happening in the nursery that, like, you're worried about <laughs> yeah. this baby getting hepatitis? 
We can leave that one off the list. I'm not even saying leave it off. Like, it, we just made a baby. Day one, you're gonna give her a vaccine for some shit that it would be hopefully really hard for her to get. Yeah, it's kind of a diss, dude. Because they give it if like you're if like either the parents have Hep B, and so they're basically being like, yo, like just to be safe. Yeah, it's like what? What are you saying about me? What do you say? Like, <laughs> do I look like I have fucking? Oh, at least I understand the rationale, at least. But it's like, could you ask you know? if I have it before yeah. you? Yeah, let's just figure out if I have all, it. All I'm saying and is, then, no, thank you on that one. Yeah. I, I, it should be like dim sum. Like, I check yeah, off the bring ones it that I want. Yeah, and if we don't want it, we don't want it. Yeah, exactly. That's a great. That, yes, dim sum with the vaccine. And I'll be honest, some shit is changing about vaccines now. What's changing? <laughs> and this is the. It's, it's like parents don't want to admit that they're skeptical. Because Emma started to research some shit. She was like, it's not the vaccine, but like, she's like, the chances of her getting hepatitis are like one in a million day one. She goes, the chances of her having negative effects based on the aluminum that's in the vaccine are like one in 1300. Hmm. So it's like, you have a one in a million, I'll, I'll go with one in a million odds over one in 1300 odds. Hmm. Yeah. In the beginning, and eventually when the baby's built up a little bit more, you can handle it. But I see why there is a skepticism around the vaccines when they're like coming around day one to shoot up your baby and there's really no upside. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or at least ask me if I got the help, yeah. like you said. Yeah, again, I think it's, you, dude, being completely anti-vax is crazy, but also every vaccine I need to give them, I don't believe that So we went, to, we went to this pediatrician because you got to, schedule the, you do your appointment and all that kind of shit, it's a really beautiful mom. And they were like, yeah, so we we're wondering about the vaccines. And the pediatrician goes, she's like, uh, yeah, we we're wondering like the timing of that. She's like, yeah, do you want to space them out a little bit? They suggested it. Mm -hmm. That means, you know how many parents got to be in there asking it for it to be spaced out yeah, for yeah. even the doctor yeah. to go and- To preemptively. Exactly, and we're not talking about like some like goofy off the res Appalachian mountain conspiracy kooks. We're talking about some fucking finance bro <laughs> yeah. parents going, what's what exactly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not saying we should be skeptical about skeptical about all the vaccines. You just see why it exists. Is that is that fair? Yeah. 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 Definitely. On the day you meet like a perfect baby and you're looking at this thing, you're like, this is perfect. And then all of a sudden they come in, they're like, hey, we're gonna fix some things. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, we just gotta make sure they don't get an STD in this. You and know like, what I mean? Like it's like, no, nah, uh, bro, no, I'm not doing that one. Now you're saying. Now you're seeing, dude. Come on. Now this is how it happens. And you move to Florida, and then you fucking become my family. Welcome to the show, baby. One part of that I really love. I love that. Exactly, dude. And Florida's not bad. You're gonna like that too. I'm Paddle telling you, bro. Around, dude. Paddle around. <laughs> he knows how to get us down there. Anyway, I like yeah. So, whatever. Thank you guys for letting me fucking. Uh, get all that out. That was pretty awesome. And thank you guys oh, for cool. being so supportive throughout this whole process. I know that, you know, there's been times that have been like high stress that I've definitely come into the pod and, and, um, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I developed a breathing issue. It was crazy. When you said, that's what I thought of when you're when he goes, this is the first time I could breathe. Do you guys remember on Patreon? He was like, I just can't take like a deep breath. I haven't been able to do yeah, like, I need a nose surgery. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, you need to have a baby. Yeah. So, yo, I was so like, I had thought about this the other day. Like imagine having my size nose and not getting enough air. <laughs> I have none of the benefits. <laughs> I should have excess air yeah. at all points in time. Yeah. I should be lighter yeah. than yeah. I am. You could be an air donor. Yes, <laughs> yeah, if so there much. was one of those, <laughs> yeah. I should have that. The fact that like, but yeah, I looked it up and there's like this stress-induced, it's not asthma, it's like um, hyperventilation. Mm -hmm. And like, 
Yeah, it was just, I would, and then I, it, all in Brilliant Idiots, it would happen, sometimes it happened, I would be yawning a lot, and people thought I was tired, mm. but it was a symptom of not being having enough oxygen, so your body takes over and just induces a yawn so you can get enough. Yeah, yawning's an anxiety thing. Yeah. I do it all the time when I'm anxious. Yo, it was yeah. fucking crazy. So Stress like, is crazy what it can do to your body. So it's crazy. It was like, uh, I think you one of you guys was saying this, it was like um, your body... Eventually, yeah. what is it? There's a book called Healing Back Pain. Basically, the idea is like a lot of times your body creates pain or physical, physiological issues to distract your mind from like the overwhelming stress and anxiety. It's like, look, you're yeah. not trying to deal with that right now, but I get it. So let's just have some other shit pop up. Mm. You can focus on that. Mm. And that's kind of the idea. And that, my wife had migraines, not to we'll talk about this, like every day for like months. You guys knew that. And then we kind of dug and she was going through a lot and it was a lot of stress stuff. And then once she started to understand that, the migraines have mostly gone away. Oh, wow. Every day for months she had migraines, debilitating migraines. That's Similar fucked. thing. It's just stress can have a, an insane impact on the body. I never believed in that shit. I thought that shit was gay. Yeah. <laughs> like my whole life, I'm like, what do you mean you're stressed out? Whatever like that. It and still then, can be gay. It's, yeah. it's probably. <laughs> and uh, That's why you were yawning. He's trying to suck somebody's <laughs> dick. He's <laughs> 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 getting a dick in his mouth. Help me. So, but, but yo, low key, like I just couldn't get full breaths of air. I, it's the weirdest, it is the weirdest thing to explain. But basically what happens is I try to take a deep breath and it just never feels like it gets to that satisfaction point. Yeah, it was like a, yeah. Where you just feel like you got enough. It would always feel like at 80%. Dude, I remember doing shows at the, weirdly enough, when I'm on stage, it wouldn't affect me. Like, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, I guess your brain snaps into like a different survival mode. mode and, yeah. yeah, or like this hyper-focus and, you know, you can't be stressed by these other things. Yeah. But I remember I'd be doing shows at the cellar and then in between I would have to leave and I would go to this little park off 6th Avenue where they had these benches and I would oh, yeah. do these box breathing techniques that mm. they give like Navy SEALs and shit, where it's like a six second breath in, hold, hold exhale, 12 hold. second exhale or whatever. Yeah, six second, I think. And then you just keep doing it. And I'm like, I, I just, anything I could do to find a way to be able to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just crazy. Yeah, and that was for over a year. It's just like. Yeah, you were in a little bit of denial about the stress, I think. I remember asking you, being like, Yo, are you stressed? I'd be like, no, nah, I'm not stressed. And yeah. then you'd be like, hang on one second, my girl's calling me. Babe, is everything okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Andrew's a little stressed. <laughs> That's the thing. Every phone call, you're like, this is, this is it. This is Every call, case. if Every her phone. name came up, everything okay? And then she'd be like, yeah, you're late. Where are you? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah we have yeah, to be right, together. Right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot to breathe. Yeah, yeah it's just so, I mean, it's just so crazy. Anyway, it is, it's awesome. And thank you guys, everybody who came out and who saw, and, and thank you guys for being so supportive. You guys are fucking awesome about the whole thing. And uh, and yeah, this is, we got a little, uh, we got a little baby in the uh, in the flagrant fam. You know That's, fire. That's fire. Pretty cool. That's fire. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Do you do you feel like was it fun being like settled? Like I know whenever you have like a week or two of doing nothing, you get like fucking antsy. Yeah. Oh yeah. This you had two weeks of obviously doing stuff, but kind of just being in the crib. Like no, not at all. Not at all. This fun. Hasn't changed your relationship <laughs> with no, nothing. No. To I do. felt like I was. Yeah. No. I, I need things to do. I was like, can I breastfeed? Like, what? <laughs> do do you want to pump, put it in the bottle? I think that's like, illegal. Yo, the baby tried to latch on me. Latching on. When the baby first came out, I had to be like, yo, I had to no, curb my no, own daughter. No, that's, like, a diss. that's a diss. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> I got some titties, yo. Yeah. Damn, bro. But, uh... Yeah, but no, no, like, I, no, I still want to do things. I, yeah, I, yeah. I want to keep my brain. Yo, the idea of, like... Yeah, whatever. Was it the opposite? Were you like, yo, I want to get after it more? Like... 
I got sold to fight for now? No, like everybody said that too. They're like, yo, the second this baby happens, you're gonna wanna go out there and work so hard. And I'm like, I wanna retire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hang out with this baby all the fucking Play time. Play paddle, hang my kid. That's the best day <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But in terms of like, uh, yeah, I wanna do things. I wanna, I like, I love that my wife has the ultimate purpose right now. It's incredible. Like she's literally giving life to something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that the dad really comes into play a little bit later. As I've talked to some of my friends, they're like, yeah, once they start kind of waking up and recognizing you, then you're like teaching them things, showing them things, walking with them, like, you know, playing with everything that you do with them. They're just absorbing and taking in. But right now you're in the stage of like, keep this baby alive, fed, mm. and growing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm trying to do everything I can to make that happen. Yeah. You know, but paternity leave is ridiculous, is basically what I'm trying to say. Like, whatever fucking idiot invented that. Paternity leave? <laughs> like, for what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Maternity leave is like, it, sh- it should be criminal if you don't automatically. How long should it be? Because it's like six weeks in For the, the rest of their lives. <laughs> Once a woman gives birth, she should never have to go back to work. I do believe it's beneath them. I think I've said that before, but I think it's beneath a woman to go back. If it's her passion or whatever, do it. But like, <laughs> it, it, if, it's not, if it's just like a job working at like Target or something like that, it's beneath you. Once you the husband birth. should just take two jobs. It, or the government should supply it. Do we want a country or not? Socialist. I'm a feminist, a socialist, an anti-vaxxer. We need a larger managerial class. Sorry, Vivek, you don't know what's going on. But yeah, it's beneath them. Like they created a human being. You're gonna go work the register now? Like yeah, yeah. They call it leave. Like oh, you're gonna come back. You know, I mean, it should be it should be maternity start. Start. Hey, maternity begin. That's it. And that's it. That's it. Six months in Europe. For a woman. Yeah. I thought it was like a year, right? Some go up even to a year. That's great. That but the paternity leave. Whatever man argued for that, they then got it, and they were like. Bad idea. Wait, what, what about the podcast last week? What I say? You, you said, hey, I'm not going to do the podcast. That's my wife. Like, <laughs> <laughs> on, you kidding me? I would have gone out to get some diapers in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, she saw you on an Instagram clip. <laughs> It's like, when did you record this? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that was all. We banged it. Scheduled. Scheduled. Yeah, yeah scheduled, we banged scheduled. it way long ago. No, no. I think paternity leave <laughs> should be a week. You need a week so that they can mend up and everything's going to be okay. Great. As long as the wife has help. Yeah, if yeah, the yeah. wife has family, if you have a baby uh, yeah, nurse, yeah, yeah. or the wife needs help. You need something for the wife. 100%. But if I'm being home because I selfishly want to be around my kid. Mm. Like, I just want to be near her every second of the fucking day. I want that. Selfish. If, if my wife was smart, she would say, hey. You're useless right now. Go make us as much money as you possibly can <laughs> so that she's safe mm-hmm. and we're safe during this time period. Let's have you say that sentence again so we yeah. can keep it, but just don't say, if my wife was smart, let me just save you a fucking fight. <laughs> all, right. all right, all right, If my wife was in a bona fide shot. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> how do I say that? Uh, <laughs> the, the ideal setup. The ideal setup. So if my wife was even more genius than she is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. she's already obviously a genius. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. No big deal. MBA. 
from NYU. She's a businesswoman. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if she wanted to treat this like a business, yeah. she would say, yo, during this time period where you're a servant, go out there and get after it mm. and so that when you really need to kick up the daddy duty, you can take some time off for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'd be like, nah, bro, that baby's too cute. I need to be around that baby. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, that's selfish. And you go, I'm selfish. <laughs> yeah. I asked her what I'm getting for Valentine's. I said, <laughs> I said Valentine's coming up. What am I getting for Valentine's <laughs> slash your birthday? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I said some shit I regretted the fuck out of that. She's on the C-section thing. I'm looking at this woman who's so fucking courageous and brave and it's amazing what she's doing I said there's a thing called a push present where you get them a present for giving for having for doing what they're supposed to and uh <laughs> And uh, I guess I guess we do. I get to go to work and provide presents. I don't know. Do I get one of them? No. Here's a push present. Her name is Shiloh Jean Jones. Exactly. So uh, uh, push present. Oh yeah, so push present, and uh, so I'm on the and I'm like looking at this woman. I'm so like just enamored by this this woman, and I looked at her and I go, "Let me tell you something, babe." I go, that push present is about to be crazy. <laughs> That's about to be crazy. I go, whatever you want. <laughs> that baby came out, and I had to be like, yo, yo, yo. It was the Pitocin or something. So like, oh, I don't know what Fuzzy Boy was acting up. Like, we got to put that money in the college fund. We got to be a little bit more safe about this spending that we got going on. Did she bring it up? And you're like, no, nah, no, nah, you were on drugs. She brought it up to me yesterday. Yes, she brought it up. Who said that? Me? <laughs> She's like, yeah, nah. That She's doing drunk. group DMs with the uh, fucking jewelry companies. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was in the away box. I didn't even, oh you know that the box. The general. Is, the general. general. Yeah, I put that shit in general real fast. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, okay. I'm sure we got uh, other things to talk about, but this thank you guys. I, this one is more how time. I should have known he needed things to do. Is when he started texting about the Super Bowl, I was like, this motherfucker he needs things to yeah. do. <laughs> when he's watching the Super Bowl fixated on football, yeah. this, uh, this guy's bored out of his mind. Not, that game was incredible. Uh, the game was incredible. It was a good game. game was incredible. The best. One of the best games I've ever seen. Game I just it was funny to see. I pushed you off a feed about it. <laughs> I said, I said, it's overtime. That baby need to wait. Yeah, we, we, we got <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, no, no, incredible game. Everybody on, watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, oh, you see God. what I'm saying about Patrick Mahomes? I was happy for you. I'll be honest. I was a little happy for you. Yeah. There's a little part of me that was that was joyous because you just became a Chiefs fan and you were gonna lose in overtime. <laughs> <laughs> and I was gonna come here and I'd be like, that's what you fucking get. <laughs> But there was a part of me that was. I don't even know. I don't even know if I'll ever actually leave the Cowboys a fan because I'm so gay and I just keep reading news and stuff. But the Chiefs have beaten the Cowboys' biggest rivals in every Super Bowl. The Eagles and the Niners are the two biggest Cowboys. So I don't care. I would have loved Patrick Mahomes regardless to keep them from three Super Bowls. But he's the best. He might not be the greatest ever because Brady played for 18 years or whatever and won so much. And I don't know if that's a long career, but nobody's ever been better at quarterback. In, than Patrick Mahomes is right now, in this moment in time. Yeah. And I don't even know if it's debatable. It's insane. Mm. Wow. That fucking overtime, when they got the field goal and San Francisco's defense had been just kind of dominating all game, and he's like, what do we need to win? We need a touchdown? All right, let's just go get it. Did, did you say better than Brady? B- Brady, at his best, was never this good. Wow. Okay. That's, that's Brady's so longevity. Can you back that up? Brady was okay. incredible, but I think the reason Brady is the greatest is the longevity. Like, Brady didn't win an MVP for his first, like, 10 years in the league or some shit. Like, it's not, the number's not right, but it took a long time to win his first MVP. Hmm. Mahomes has already won three. 
Wow. In his first six years, I think. Yeah. He's been to the NFC Championship game every season he started. Yo, you know what? I'm sorry, AFC Championship game. Every season he started. You always spoke about this when it comes to tennis, but, like, it's crazy that we just finished the career of the greatest football player in history, which is Tom Brady. Yes. And immediately upon his retirement, there's already discussion about is Patrick Mahomes better than the greatest football yes. player in history. Mm. I mean, it, the guy does. It, Brady's, Poor Brady. There wasn't even a gap. Like <laughs> with Jordan, there yeah. still isn't even. Like this generation might say LeBron, but they don't really know. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's not really there. With Kobe, nobody even really. It was there was admiration for Kobe, but it was never a, a real debate. Yeah. Brady's still the goat again because longevity's. You but can't, what you're saying is he's not better as a player. He's not better. And here's one thing I also give Brady credit for. Sorry. Sorry. It's crazy to say, but he's not. I know he's not. He's not crazy, but it's crazy to say. Here's another thing you got to give Brady credit for that we forget. He had an insane ACL tear or something in like 2009. He had to get like three or four surgeries. Mm. So to come back and then win more Super Bowls than you had before, insane. Insane. We just kind of forget about that. So, again, longevity, you got to say this is the greatest maybe athlete ever, but just being so good in a moment in time. Patrick Mahomes is flawless. Mm. He has zero flaws. Brady was not athletic. Brady's at home eating the avocado ice cream right now. Mahomes got the dad body, whatever the fuck this he wants to. Crazy. <laughs> Brady eating avocado ice cream can't get a six yard scramble. Patrick Mahomes will get you 30 in overtime. Mm. I yeah. love that they put the ball in his hands. Fourth on and one was yeah, so fucking far. incredible. They went out and got it. Ran oh, it. unbelievable. And the play was designed brilliantly in that Travis was there. If you really look at the play, it's these are the guys we trust the most on this team. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Travis is there to block, but he's also there for a little dump, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I guess it's if, called a run pass option. Right. So, based on what the 49ers lineman, Nick Bosa, who's fucking incredible. If Bosa goes Trump, for. If he run, comes down toward the running back, if he like hooks down like that, I think, then Mahomes runs. And if Kelsey's open, there's an option for a Kelsey pass for a first down. Or he just runs for Or he just runs for the first yeah. down. He decided to run. But it just all three options based on what this lineman does. It's just a great I mean, Andy Reid is amazing. But it's it's a it's a cool play in that like the other team knows the ball is going is staying in his hands. Yes. And or it's going to Travis. Yeah. And they called the play and still executed it. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like you can plan, you can double team you whatever, but like great players are just gonna make great plays. Yeah. And uh yeah, it was it was really awesome to see, man. And give it up for Purdy too. You Purdy know, played well, I thought. He played really well. He had some bad throws, I guess, but like that Chiefs defense is fucking good, man. They yeah. they made Lamar Jackson look like not himself. Josh bro. Allen, I think, had a pretty good game, but not crazy. That kid and is then, nice, bro. I think he's underrated. He's, yeah, he's good enough at least. Why didn't they give to McCaffrey every play? That is a thing that everybody, because the Chiefs big flaw defensively is run defense. Mm. You can run on them. Buffalo was running all over them. They just kind of stopped running. Mm. San Francisco apparently had two drives in a row in the third quarter where they went three and out, which means they didn't get a single first down. All passes. Six straight passes. Mm. McCaffrey seems to get six yards every time he runs. Why don't you just feed him on these drives? And it just... Kyle Shanahan is this, the coach of the 49ers, like yeah. this offensive genius. But the big knock on him in every Super Bowl that he's lost is that he should have run in certain moments when he did not. Mm. I don't know if y'all remember, he was the uh, offensive coordinator of Atlanta when they lost to, up 28-3. Like the second to last drive, they're up eight, Atlanta is. 
Matt Ryan throws this crazy completion, an insane catch to Julio Jones. If they run three times, they should be able to kick a field goal with like how oh, much time Oh, because they're going to keep the clock running. Keep the they clock through. running. And you're, you're like at the 30-yard line, so this is a makeable uh, field goal. Let's just run it three times, have a chip shot field goal. We go up 11. There's no way the Patriots win. Yeah. They decide to pass. This is on the quarterback, too. The quarterback takes a sack. So now you're out of field goal range. Mm. You have to punt. And instead of an 11-point game that's two possessions, it's an eight-point game. Tom Brady obviously gets the ball, scores a touchdown. He's got the same Mahomes things, Mahomes thing where it's like he's going to get the touchdown and the two-point, and they lose the game. Against the Chiefs, they're up 10 in the fourth quarter. There's a play where if they just run, the clock keeps going. You could probably get a first down. They try to pass Chris Jones, who's so underrated, yeah. the defensive tackle for the Chiefs. Yeah. He knocks it down. They end up having a punt. Kansas City takes the lead on the next possession. Like Then this time, those tra- every time, just fucking run the clock out. Or pick up yards on the ground, and he there's just always a little pass happy. You know what's crazy is to see someone who is so much better than everybody else that at that point in a game, we're talking about overtime, potentially the last drive, still does whatever he wants. It's unbelievable. You can't be just a little better than everybody else to do whatever you want. Like Think about it like tennis, paddle, basketball, whatever. If you're a little better than the team that you're playing against, you don't do whatever you want. Mm. You might get some buckets, but you don't do whatever you want. still scrapping a little. You have to be so much better. Like Jordan was so much better than the competition that on any given night, he puts up 40 if he wants it. Boys and men. That, yeah. And that's, I think that's, that's the Patrick Mahomes situation. Yeah, Doug. I was thinking about this. He was playing. Didn't really even look poorly. nervous when he walked out there. Oh, like. not at all. Everybody, and I'm, I'm a pessimistic guy. Everybody else, so I didn't know if they would score a touchdown, but everybody else that I'm listening to, and I don't think this, this is hindsight. I think this is real. If you're not rooting for Patrick Mahomes, you're like, oh, he's going to beat us. It's over. We fucked up. Not scoring that touchdown, it's over. Hmm. Mm. And there was a fire thing, like the overtime rules, I guess, were a little bit different, mm, yeah. where now, even if you score a touchdown on the first drive, the other team can match. Yeah. And San Francisco's head coach didn't tell any of the players. He was like, let's receive, because if we score and then they match us, we get the ball back. Yeah. And then the Chiefs players were like, we met twice a week, every week in the playoffs, talking about this exact scenario. And we said, we want the ball second. We were shocked they took it first, because we figure if they score a touchdown, and this is having Patrick Mahomes, then we'll just go down, score a touchdown, and we'll go for two and win the game. Mm. Now, here's the thing. Now, I love that, but there is something I have to say about that. How much accountability do we have to give the players to learn the rules of the game? Like, (laughs) bare minimum, if you're a player, you should know the rules of the game. I love the fact that KC is so organized that they're going to basically, like, work out every scenario and make sure the players know. But, like, bro, you're a NFL football player and you don't know the rules of overtime? Get a YouTube link in the group chat or something. (laughs) What do you mean they don't know the rules? They just changed the rules this playoffs. To be fair, I didn't know. I had no idea. Oh, and but you will get paid to play football. It's These also only applies in the playoffs. Regular season is the same rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this it's, is the first year that the playoffs were this way. Also, I like also the just, rule change. Yeah. I think it yeah. makes more it makes sense. Way more and sense. it wouldn't have impacted this way Super Bowl fair. because the old rule, like the five-year-old rule yeah. is if you kick a field goal first, the other team has a chance to match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if you score a touchdown, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, it but, technically isn't different. But it was different this year. Yeah. What, I think what happened is that uh, it takes away the time component. So let's say you're you're on a long drive on yeah. the way down, and you eat up nine minutes a clock. Yeah. The other team, yeah, they have a chance to score, but they would only have three minutes left, or however long the overtime period was left in order for them to score. And also, if they score a touchdown, I don't get the ball at all. It's yeah, just yeah, over. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the fuck it, is it that? It saves yeah. that golden goal scenario where yeah. it's just first one to get it. 
actually scores. Yeah. yeah. Guys, while we're talking about the Super Bowl, you should know you can keep playing prize picks. Even though football season's ended, and that's what we talk about the most, basketball season, super fun, March Madness, super fun. And if you use the promo code SCHULTZ, Price picks will match your initial deposit up to $100. That means you put in $100, they give you $100 for free. You got nothing to lose. And here's my price picks for tonight's NBA games. I have Jalen Brown less than 31 points plus rebounds plus assists, and Anthony Edwards more than 36 and a half of those same stats. Guys, again, prizepicks.com, promo code Schultz. Let's get back to the motherfucking show. All right. Do you think Taylor thought she was getting proposed to? <laughs> I hope I so. she would. You didn't think? I don't, I don't think so. Everything is so calculated that she would know. I'm assuming, like, maybe in the back of your head, you're like, oh, is it going to be a double blind, whatever, whatever, but like... Yo, yeah. second Travis Kelsey grabbed that mic, and he's good <laughs> on the mic, I ain't going front, yeah, like, he got me but, hyped, uh, yeah, he was nice. but the second he grabbed it, I was like, we not getting a proposal today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was singing fucking Beastie Boys, and I was like, Taylor is not getting a ring today, baby, this is about Travis. Yeah, I she was chilling quickly, on the yeah. side. As it should have been, like, it's his day. Like, yeah. if, if he would have proposed, it would have been all about Taylor, and it was already about Taylor too much. So yo, think. yo, you know, this, this poor girl can't win, bro. I think we talked about this maybe yeah. before, but like literally she has four sold out shows in Tokyo, hops on a jet to be at her boyfriend. It's not even her husband. Yeah. Her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend. Yeah. Her boyfriend's game or whatever, yeah. Super Bowl, obviously big game. She comes to every single one of the fucking games. Yeah. She has to organize how many people's lives have to move so she can go to this game. Yeah, all the security guards, all of her traveling people, maybe some of her like management because she probably still has to do work in between. She's probably traveling 10, 15 people. Think every how time exhausted you are too. Yeah. How, four sold out shows. You, everybody talks about how much she puts into her show from fucking Japan. Yeah, I gotta so. go and then to they, Vegas. And they're hating on her because the NFL is using her. Yes. Not even she's using it. Yeah. The NFL, hate on the NFL. Yeah. Say, fuck the NFL. 100%. Yeah, but she can ask the NFL, yo, hey, don't cut to me that much. Can she? Yes. And they and would listen they would to her. They would listen to her. I you don't think, think so. I, I, heard, think I heard there's a rumor that um, she got Kanye kicked out the Super Bowl. Did he get kicked out? I mean, he, there's a rumor. There's I don't a know. Rumor. That he bought the. Seats right in front of Taylor, and Taylor was like, "NFL, if, if you here's the if thing. He's there, I'm like, I have a history of hating on Taylor. We all know this. This is crazy the way she's getting hated on for this. Like, son, she's watching her boyfriend. She's ex- and then early on, people were like, nobody gets she, more hate, bro. Yeah, nobody gets she, more hate. That's probably a good person. Like, there are people that yeah, get I could, hate. I could agree with that. But yeah, like nobody but gets she, more hate. That's probably a good human being. I don't even know about probably a good human. But she definitely I likes the attention. Yo, that's, she's a star. They're all yeah. into. They're like addicted yeah, to the attention. They need it. Mm-hmm. But in order to be that much of a superstar, you probably have to be into. Okay, so she gets it. But the reality is, she's showing up for her man. All these people online complain. Your girlfriend don't even go to your fucking rec league games. They never <laughs> once supported you. So what the fuck are you crying about her for? The the fact that she's at every single. Do you fucking think she's game, flying to this game? Four NFL cameras to be on her as if she doesn't have enough attention. Yo, she could go like, to what any do you think is her purpose? No, 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 no. Of, no, I'm, I'm not, not saying it's at you. I'm saying it's at these people. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, that was at yeah. you, but you're defending them. So I'm just saying at them. Do you guys think Taylor Swift is flying from Japan to the Super Bowl so because she's like, I need more attention? 
She just sold four out four stadium shows in Japan. Tabloids talk about her yeah, all the time. That's a great point. She's not like, hey, let me fly 20 hours overnight after four sold out shows so I can get a yeah, little more camera. That's time. a great point. The argument that she's doing it for crazy, attention. You fucking crazy, She's the most famous musician on the planet. One of the most famous <laughs> human beings on fucking planet billionaire. Earth. She doesn't need more attention. She needs less attention. She's yeah. so, she sold out Allegiant twice. Travis only did no, one. No, no, she sold out Allegiant. Oh, sorry, sorry. Allegiant is Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In LA, it was four or five. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Travis did it, and this is a Derek Poston uh, a line when it comes to this, but like whenever we do an arena, Derek always goes, yo, you know what's crazy? It took two basketball teams to sell this out. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, that's And fire. so she sold out Allegiant. It took two football teams, yeah. right? And the fucking Super Bowl to yeah. sell that And shirt. I don't even think the Chargers sell out Allegiant. <laughs> and if they do it, it's eight times. She did it five yeah. on her own. Do you think she's like, hey, let's fly cross-continent so I can get less than 60 seconds of airtime on the Super Bowl? She, if yeah. she wanted to do the halftime show, do you think th they're going to be like, well, no, we got like a lineup for a few years set. Next year, she could say today, I want to do the halftime show. If she really wants attention, mm. I want to do the halftime show, mm. and the NFL would be fucking giddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she should wait a couple years because... You don't want to follow us. Usher, put that shit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Usher, think you want to. Put that shit down. wants to follow us. Yo, shit, bro. yesterday <laughs> I believed in racism. Yesterday, <laughs> finally, I, it took me. It took me watching Usher going on Twitter. Feminist. What a liberal fuck you're kids, about. Have a kid. Have a kid. It's gonna <laughs> change your life. It's amazing. I, I go on Twitter. I go Usher. I go Usher. Period. Unbelievable. Yeah. Period. King. Period. Something like that. Immediate reactions are like, you thought that was good? That shit sucked. That was one of the worst. I'm like, oh, I thought I was crazy. I racism didn't say exists. Yeah. <laughs> racism exists. The only <laughs> way that you could not think that was great is if you're smart. No. <laughs> no, 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 it, no, 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 I don't know if it's, it's not racism, but the fact that there are people so ready to fucking hate. Yeah, dude. You decided to yeah, hate dude. that before Usher went up there. They would have been this like, yo, Morgan Whaler would have destroyed <laughs> that. No, and again, I don't know if it's racism, but there is something else. There's another cultural phenomenon happening here that they decided that they were going to hate on that performance before he even did it. Yeah. I don't I don't know what it is, but I understand why I feel such a pressure to be a perfectionist because we watched it, and I was sitting there watching it, and Usher's just killing it with the fucking roller skates, having an amazing time. He ends. I'm standing up in the living room like, yo, this guy's the fucking best. Look at the family group chat. My uncle just goes, horrible. So it is racism. Yeah, it is. It is. People don't like black people. It turns out people don't like black people. I mean, it is crazy. I bet they liked them when they were playing really good for the fucking Chiefs. Oh, they were like Reba McIntyre was amazing. So that's the thing where I was like, racism is real. You telling me racism is real? Even after all this time, reverse racism is real too. Talk to me. Talk to me. It's gonna be controversial. Talk about Talk to me. These black girls hating on Taylor, bro. Did we just find out? Did Taylor just convince us racism exists? Bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. Did <laughs> Usher just convince us racism this exists? This is what MLK wanted, bro. <laughs> Black History Month. The Super Bowl really brought us together. They divided us at the same time. What a great sporting event. None of y'all oh, soccer my. shit could do that. God. <laughs> so what Usher did was fucking believable. Can, I, can, I, can I just say one thing about the Usher? The first thing I noticed. This is the first thing I picked up with Usher. He, some people, and you are rightfully so, are nervous to perform on that stage. That mm -hmm. is probably the biggest stage you can perform on in the world, yeah. right? When he was on that stage, the first time you saw him, 
I, and I wonder if you guys felt this too. I've never seen somebody that looks so confident, and not fake confident, Yeah. so confident to the point where he's like, you guys are gonna pour into me. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna pour you guys. Hey, I, he like he even got to be approached the mic and he even kind of like had a little smirk, not a fake, cocky, arrogant singer smirk. An actual, I've done this a million times. Bruh. I am the greatest at doing this, and you are all about to witness an absolutely amazing performance. Mm. He did that knowing he had to sing and dance. No and fucking he track. Sang. He sang and dance. Crazy. Did you, am I making this up or did you guys also get that feeling too? I he felt was like, like he was like, yeah, I felt like he was like, you guys think this is big for me. It's not. It, yeah, it felt like an open mic. <laughs> yeah. It felt like the energy when you see like a like a, a Hugh, like a Chris Rock at the cellar or something like that, where it's just <laughs> yeah. like, Try hey, shit out. yeah, we're gonna have some fun. Yeah. Like this is gonna be fun Does for he us. do the roller skates at the Vegas show? Yeah. He must, There's right? part of me yeah, that yeah, thinks yeah. that like okay. they, they knew he was gonna get the Super Bowl early, and they were like, let's do the Vegas run hmm. so that your cardio is ah, good. He's you know the songs, the you most know. Amazing, probably year or two years. Like, I love seeing like, the resurgence. Since we were kids, resurgence. Yeah. This I is love crazy. It. I forget often how much Usher dominated our childhood. Yeah. yeah. Like, My Way was a bonkers album, hit after hit, then A701, then Confessions was even crazier. Yeah. Like, this guy dominated our entire childhood. Mm. And to see him have this resurgence, I'm glad everybody's remembering and new people are finding out. My happy. wife was confused. She was like, why did why are they getting Usher? Do people like him? She literally said that. And yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, this is a generational <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, like, it was the drugs. She was still. <laughs> it was the drugs. It was, the, it was, the, it was the, like, to be the What about that push present? You're yeah, like, yeah, 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 you're always twice. Let me get you Usher tickets. This is <laughs> you can see greatness. No, no, don't do that. Now you're right. That guy. Like that level of confidence where he's just going up to everybody's woman and just like I can take it. I can take it. That is a level of confidence. Confidence where that, crazy. <laughs> so, that shit is crazy. She saw the, my wife saw the performance afterwards, and she was like, "That was the greatest halftime performance Insane. I've ever seen." It and, built. And she went in there going, "Who is this guy? Who, why is Usher doing? Yeah. Do people like his music like that? Like literally?" Yeah. She starts singing some of the songs during, and at the end, she goes, "That was the greatest halftime show I've ever seen." Yeah, and yeah. I, 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 it built. It just got better and yeah. better and better, which is crazy. Like the one night. And there's people that, that hated I on wish it. She sang more of the songs. Like I wish she sang longer. Yeah, I, I, no, that's the one night. And I, I thought she did great, truly. But Rihanna's halftime performance, I was like, "Yo, this feels kind of long." Usher, I was like, "Did they give him the proper time? They yeah, didn't feel long enough." Yeah. But he got extra time. He's got a lot of But good it moves so fast. Oh. You're like, "What the fuck, dude?" That people felt like 10 are gonna hate, bro. That's the reality. It's incredible. They, Singing live the whole time. No fucking tracks. No, unbelievable, like, man. You know how I knew, incredible. You know how I knew he was uh, singing uh, live pretty quickly, actually? His first few, like, dance moves, right? Yeah. I thought usually when they start the uh, Super Bowl show, like, especially if there's someone who can dance, the beginning dance number is like, I'm going to prove to you guys I got it. Mm. I'm going to run out of energy, but in the beginning, mm -hmm. it's going to go crazy. In the beginning, he was doing stuff, but it was kind of like... Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It was a little subtle, and I was like, oh, this motherfucker's singing. Mm. Oh, he can't get out of breath because he got to sing 10 more songs. Yeah. yeah. The balls yeah. to have that confidence in your voice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. His confidence. This is a random story, but Because he's the real, sorry to interrupt you, he's the real deal, bro. Yeah. Like, he can sing. He can dance. It's not manufactured to make it look that way. When he's on the, the the biggest stage in the world, 
He knows that he could do it because he is that dude. And he he reminded us. I and, think he was like, I'm going to remind you. And some people ain't. They don't got like that. And every, their whole career is kind of manufactured. Then they go in the Super Bowl, and we got to actually see them fill that spotlight yeah, and yeah. fill that yeah. space. And uh, you know, they can't really right. do that yeah. shit. Every right? element. The way he introduced Lil John in the fucking just like crowd surfing or whatever. Yeah. Turn down for what? Yeah. Crazy. And that's not even enough. He just thought through every element of who he brings out, what they do. Unbelievable. No, it's fine. He he did jack us a little bit, bro. Talk to me. You remember we did the the fashion on the roller skates and I went through your legs. <laughs> they, oh, yeah, they be, they yeah, be dick riding, yeah, bro. Yeah, I swear yeah, these motherfuckers be like, dick riding, welcome, bro. Usher, you're welcome, all right? Son. <laughs> we gave him that move. That made us set. We really are the, the, the tesseract, bro. We are the source. <laughs> we are the source. <laughs> you gotta find his regiment though. Yeah. 45 years old, still with a six pack in the V. That's incredible. That's nat that's natty or like <laughs> is that what it is? Uh, way to pass. Know, that bro. is natty. We, we gotta brass. look into that. that we gotta look natty. into that. It's, it's unbelievable. Yo, fuck black people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get so it, bro. How can you not? I get it. That motherfucker's <laughs> 45 skin, flawless teeth, amazing <laughs> body, great. The voice hasn't changed. Son. Not at all. Yeah. And we've known it. He's had that voice since he's 15. <laughs> what the fuck? So he's been performing for, what, 30 years yeah. of live performing. Just still... Hasn't lost an ounce. It's insane. Done. Mahomes already got you. I take it away, y'all. White hype. Already. Son, like, we winning. We taking everything. Sunday. Come yeah. on, well, now. Mahomes white, yeah, Mahomes too, white. No, no. Mahomes white. Yeah, no, he's white. He's, white. he's more white than black. Until, until he won, y'all called him black. Son, nah. <laughs> somebody. That don't change the fact. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we used to be racist, yeah. but he's still white. Son. He's still white. Son. Van had a tweet. Son. Somebody. All of a sudden, Drake Jewish, Son. Obama's white. Like yeah. we, do, we did that yeah. with Italians. Yeah. Yeah. Italians yeah. weren't Mexicans. even white for years. Yeah. Yeah. Hundreds of years. Hispanic, Hispanic oh, slash white. about to be white. Yeah. Hey, one day, bro. You're going to be white. One day, we got you, bro. You keep working, bro. You got there. Yo, Van had a tweet. Somebody said something about Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, over my <laughs> what are you saying? Van had tweet. Somebody said Patrick Mahomes wasn't black. He's half white or something like that. And then Van goes, actual question. Is your dad blacker than Patrick Mahomes' dad? And I thought that was so funny. What a perfect way to put it. What a great response, dude. No, uh, Pat, Patrick Mahomes' dad is black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah he's black. He's smoking the cigar and the fucking black. logo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a story. It's random, but a story I, we laughed at for years with Usher back in the day. Do you remember Confessions again? He's having this crazy run. He's doing the VMAs. Diddy's doing something, bringing, presenting some award. Diddy. We all know how afraid of everyone Diddy is now. Diddy's got some voter die shirt on. It's like 2004 or whatever. Usher gets up to the podium and he goes, yeah, that's right, y'all. Vote or die. Vote or die. And then Diddy's kind of hanging around. And then Usher puts his hand on his shoulder. I don't even look at him. He's like, he goes, that's it. And no, then just no, goes, no, no. I, I swear, he goes, Ooh, I, that's it. I vote or die, y'all. That's real talk. Vote or die. That's it. This guy's swag has been on a trillion for decades. Yeah. It's, in, it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> to Diddy. Think how afraid everyone is of Diddy. And he gives him, that's it. Yeah. Also, because he could possibly expose him. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a couple sleepovers early on yeah. in his career. That was a little weird. Yeah, maybe that's just what he meant. That's Fight. it. Never again. Yeah, <laughs> Fighting over cornflakes. <laughs> Yo, so that's, no, what was it? Uh, it was Diddy with... Fighting over cornflakes. Yeah. <laughs> What's Diddy's it was thing Diddy Diddy with food? <laughs> Go to Brooklyn and get yeah. me a cheese yeah. kit. What is... It was Diddy Usher and I think um, Kevin Hart. Diddy's just talking about, oh, yeah, you know, I had Usher in my crib early. You know, there was times we'd be in the bed wrestling, fighting over cornflakes. And then Kevin Hart's like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and he, he wouldn't dude. let it die. So Diddy comes over to him and puts him in, like, a headlock. And you you could tell he, like, 
really put some pressure on it to like, yo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, it's so... What is this? What was this? A, this is old, 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 old. This is like oh, Kevin Diddy Hart. Oh, done, huh? Diddy yeah. out of here. <laughs> it's over for Diddy. Son. Yo, that bro. shit is hilarious. You see him like apply a little pressure and shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, yo, I, I mean, I believe it. Fresh watch. off the goddamn plane. Fresh off the guard stage. That's my brother right here from day one. We used to wake up and, I mean, damn, pause, but like, just out. I mean, I mean, back in the days when he was like 10 and I was a little bit older, his older brother, we used to fight over the over the Frosted Flakes, you know what I'm saying, before Pause was invented, you know what I'm saying, but it's my brother for real. We used to actually wrestle off of the, off of the Frosted Flakes because he used to always get up early and now he's one of the richest stars yo, in the world. And I'm yo, like, what the <laughs> fuck did I just say? Damn, I wish he showed the end of it. Because you see how Diddy just like, yo, don't be making yo. fun of me. Like, oh, man. Oh, God, what a legend Kevin is, dude. Yeah, so uh, that's funny. fire. Oh, it's great. That's fire. You see uh, Biden lean into the Super Bowl conspiracy shit? Yeah, I saw that. What'd you think? He don't know what he's doing. That's just the Twitter uh, account. Yeah, but I, I like that they've done that. that yeah. It seems like every candidate is genuinely concerned about Taylor's endorsement. Yeah, I think she can swing the They election. are genuinely concerned. That's how much power she has as an individual. Oh, because 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 Trump was begging for it. Yeah. Trump's yeah. beefing with her now. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they're beefing. I thought he came out begging. Yeah, that's a bad move. But, but like, you take a shot, tight. Taking shots. Right? No, he he didn't even. That's not a Trump shot. Yeah. That's a Trump compliment. So he goes, get the, you got the quote. He, yeah, he basically was like, he was like, uh, said something about Taylor or whatever. Like, that. and then he goes, and I really like her boyfriend Travis, even though he probably hates me because he's a liberal. Oh, yeah, but yeah, he's saying yeah, I really yeah, like. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's begging for that vote. He's yeah. begging for that endorsement. There's no way she endorses either one. Well, in the past, she is. She has kind of leaned left. Yeah, she endorsed Biden in 2020, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. so. Yeah, Swifty. And like, right. I think they're genuinely concerned about it. I was reading some shit kind of like the, it seems like conservative pundits are trying to like smear Taylor and basically be like, look, the NFL is rigged. This whole thing is a setup. Oh, that's what that, that is. That was a part of the conspiracy. Like, look, this, this is what a lot of people were saying. Again, I don't know if it's true or if this is like left disinformation. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But apparently it was like, yeah, we don't want them to win because Taylor's going to get on the mic or she's going to tweet after the Super Bowl with Travis. She's going to endorse Biden publicly. And that's what the whole NFL wants. That's what the liberal establishment wants. Mm. And it's like, so they're trying to make her radioactive? And try to like smear her and try to like intimidate wow. her and get her to shut up because they don't want her to be endorsing, they better be right. endorsing Biden. Don't go against Taylor, yo. She goes, <laughs> like, don't go against Taylor right but now. But that does make sense because I'm seeing all these right-wing Twitter accounts hate Taylor now, and I'm like, shouldn't that be us, queen? Like, can you imagine a bunch of, like, black whatever going at Beyonce? Yeah. It just never, never happened. Yeah. And Taylor is, she's white Beyonce. So it's like, seeing y'all go at her don't make no sense to me, I but think, it makes sense. You think, think she Beyonce might vote is less. black Taylor, but yeah, we don't have yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't have to, uh, <laughs> come on, split, <laughs> split hairs. Yeah, yeah, black yeah, history yeah, yeah. month. We don't have to black split history month. We don't have to split. Maybe next year, good hairs. Yeah, you don't have to split good hairs about this. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think that makes sense, why they would suddenly start hating us because it made no sense they yeah better, they better chill out i think they're all trying to get the try to get the endorsement which is crazy that she's in a position where she can wow. influence in global politics I, I saw a thing that said like 10 percent of people said they, their vote would be swayed by taylor she got thirty-five thousand people to register last fall to become wow. a voter with one instagram story i think oh, shit. so yeah i mean a real post wow. might do 10 times and if you're talking about an election as close as the last one it's like 35K. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Yeah, dude. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to take a break real quick because some of you have a bad habit that we cannot name because of YouTube 
rules and restrictions, and I don't want to get this episode pulled, but you have a bad habit that you need to break. It can give you lung cancer, emphysema, heart disease, God knows what else, but... Quitting that bad habit called turkey is hard. So here is your solution. Fume, it's not about giving up, it's about switching up. Fume, instead of just quitting that habit, takes it, replaces it with something that is healthier, better, a whole lot more enjoyable. It's an award winning flavored air device, okay? So instead of vapor, it uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, it's completely natural. Look, I am, I'm sober like October, baby. That was pretty stupid. Didn't make any sense, but I said it. Either way, watch this. You know why? Because there's no harmful chemicals in there. It's all natural. So you get what I'm saying. Instead of bad, a bad habit, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing that bad habit easy. It also comes with an adjustable airflow dial. And this I love. It's designed with movable parts. You hear a little clicking? It just makes you feel a little less anxious. Give your fingers something to do. Very helpful for de-stressing. Great taste, guys. Great feel. This is a quality product right here. So start the year off right with the good habit. Not the bad one. By going to tryfume.com slash flagrant and getting the journey pack today. Again, that is T-R-Y-F-U-M.com slash flagrant and get the journey pack. And more importantly, Fume is giving listeners of flagrant 10% off when they use the code flagrant to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Now let's get back to the show. Also, guys, we got to take a break to tell you this episode is sponsored by Morgan & Morgan. America's largest injury law firm. They've been fighting for the people for over 35 years. They got a crazy track record. You know, they have recovered over $20 billion for their clients and helped over half a million families. That's fucking crazy. Here's the really crazy part. Not only does Morgan & Morgan have their clients back, they have your back too, regardless of whether or not you use them. In collaboration with us over here at Flagrant, they're giving one lucky fan $2,000 that's enough, should be, but $2,000 and two tickets to catch the one and only Andrew Schultz, my brother, new father, to perform on the Life Tour. I wonder what that's about. Fantastic show in Los Angeles this coming March. Again, you heard that correctly. $2,000 cold hard cash, two tickets to catch Andrew live in action March 30th at the Kia fucking Forum in Los Angeles. My boy selling out arenas is fire. This is the opportunity of a lifetime. $2,000 plus two free tickets. Entering to win is easy. All you got to do is text flagrant to four the people. That's the number four. Then T-H-E-P-E-O-P-L-E. For clarity, that is 484-373-6753. And just follow the prompt. For your chance to win $2,000 and two tickets to Andrew's show, just text FLAGRANT to 4THEPEOPLE. Again, that's 484-373-6753. Now let's get back to the show. Did y'all see uh, Putin out there begging? <laughs> I tried. Y'all yeah, see Putin begging? Fucking boring, dude. Let me tell you a 30-second history lesson eight minutes later. We still doing this? 45 minutes. Did you I, did any, you guys watch the whole thing? I watched the whole thing. I didn't watch it. I could not make it's, it's, it. Listen, he's a, obviously, a, a shrewd operator mm -hmm. and, like, a masterful at controlling an interview. Yeah. And there's really no way to kind of shake him. Uh, yeah. I thought that... I thought Tucker asked him some good questions. And I thought like, he did a good job trying to steer it. And he really yeah. did. How and is this then, relevant? And, and Putin was like, you're going to see. You're going to see. Give me just, 30 minutes. Exactly. Anyway, Genghis Khan. But also, <laughs> but also he would like, Putin would take shots too. It wasn't like he was ignoring. <laughs> yeah. He would kind of clip him a couple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he sent some brushback pitches. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, who did the coup d'etat? Like the CIA. Isn't that 
the three-letter agency you tried to work for? Tried to work. He goes, it's a good thing they didn't accept you. I was like, damn. Oh, wow. Yo, it was like In a different language. He was prepped. A translator had to had to tell him, yo, you just got roasted. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go, just got crushed. <laughs> he said it, stared at his face, and then it came in and zip-zappy language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's bold. Wow. He, was, he was also telling jokes, too, which I thought was kind of funny. Son, there was a couple <laughs> yeah. moments. Now, here's the thing, though. Underneath it all, there was some desperation. Hmm. I, I felt that's yeah. what I picked up yeah. on. Why would you do this? Yes, he's he's bragging about like, oh, we have hypersonic technology better than everybody else, and oh, we have the number one economy in Europe, and all oh, da da da. If everything's going so great in your country and geopolitically for you, and the relationships that you've built are just flourishing, you don't do an interview with a incredibly popular American journalist that you know is going to be put on over here. You're doing this, I presume, because you're trying to influence the American public mm -hmm. to put yes. Trump back in the election because you think Trump will stop the war. Mm. And I mean, Uyeda said something interesting. He goes, listen, the war between Russia and Ukraine is in triple overtime and Russia is supposed to be a superpower and yeah. Ukraine is basically just getting weapons from yeah, us. Yeah, this, this should have been mercy ruled. Exactly. So it's like, why is this in triple overtime? Yeah. So I think Putin, if you notice, like he said he hasn't spoken to Biden in a couple of years. It could be that the Americans are just not communicating. He's like, yes, our organizations talk to one another. Okay, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But it seemed to me as more of a desperate move. Mm -hmm. yeah. You want to influence though the election. You hope that Trump wins, but if he doesn't, you want to leave that conversation open to potentially ending this conflict. Because he kept saying, we had an agreement. We wanted to stop. Yeah, we want We're peace. being reasonable yeah. people. We want peace. And then he brought up a couple things that I thought were like kind of goofy that he like undermined his whole argument with. Like, like what? Using the, the, I mean, Canada is just a bunch of fucking retards for bringing the Ukrainian the Nazi. Nazi in there. <laughs> yeah. But they, he used it as if it was done on purpose because the guy was a Nazi. Right. Yeah. Like like as if he was brought there yeah, for his yeah, Nazi yeah. behavior. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it was a miscalculation by a bunch of dumb idiots in office in Canada. Yeah. Where they should have looked at the most basic thing, which is like what side was fighting against uh, <laughs> Russia during World, World War, War II. II. Yeah. And clearly Germany, right? Uh, <laughs> absolute retards. And the guy is getting up there. The, dirt, the, the fucking Ukrainian Nazi guy was up there going, thank you, finally, you see what we... <laughs> yeah. I've been waiting for this moment. Um, no, we, we got George Santos, so... <laughs> we have online. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I, I don't know, but to me, it just had this like... There's a wise philosopher once said, if you're explaining, you're losing. Yeah, Tom Brady. Name is Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Tom Brady. For real. And he did a lot of explaining. Yeah. number two of all time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes, this, he goes, this is why uh, Ukraine should actually be, these are American, these are Russian people and there's a Russian soul. There's all this explaining. He's going through the history and all this stuff. He's like, listen, the history of America is that we were part of England. Does that mean that? Like that's his argument yeah. is like, yeah. these are ethnically the same people. Yeah, who gives a fuck if you're ethnically yeah, the same? Right. You go out to the Balkans, outside of the Albanians, they're ethnically all the same people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that they should all be the same country? No, they've been fighting to be separate countries for the last few hundred years, yeah. so. Yeah, can Mexico annex like Southern Texas or some shit because Mexicans live there? It's it's, like, yeah, it, it, they're, they're these, he's very educated and when people are speaking about things that we don't know, we have a tendency to believe them because we can't exactly refute, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I can't refute Russian history. I don't really know enough right. about it, right? right. I, just frankly, I don't. But 
it did seem that he really desired something. Mm-hmm. And if things are going so well, your desires from foreign nations are not as high yeah. as yeah. they are if you're doing a Tucker Carlson interview. No, he's stepping into an information war. Like he's attempting to like control his narrative and the narrative of his country to try to like sway public opinion, specifically yeah. in America. So like, mm-hmm. and he has historically hasn't really done that in the West because he didn't really need to. I mean, obviously, yeah. if you don't include like, you know like political interference through like ads and shit yeah. through like uh, the elections and stuff. Yeah. But like to have a public information war is like very out of character. So I yeah. agree with you. I think it is kind yeah. of uh, it freaks of symptomatic of like, yeah, we kind of just need to, we need to get some, some support a little bit. Yeah. And he's like a, like a strong enough leader that I think he knows like, Oh, we can kind of like pull some people. And Americans are falling for it. Yeah. Like I've seen a lot of people go like, Oh, this is what a strong leader looks like. And they're trying to justify his positions. And he is, um, elegant in his approach to things. There's a strength, but also an elegance. I, I'm not going to be one of these guys who goes, oh, look at this fucking idiot. He's not a baboon at all. This guy's managed to maintain control of a country of over 150 million people yeah. for decades. Yeah. That's fucking hard. Yeah. Uh, with staggering support amongst the population, people love him there. It's not like he's this like hated leader. There are detractors for sure, but I think the majority of the population is very happy with Putin from things that I've read. Yeah, legitimately happy or? Again, we don't know, again, we don't know. But from what I I understand. Um, But yeah, it just feels like like he's praying that Trump gets in there because he wants a end to this. Now, here's the thing that's interesting. When they say we're giving aid to Ukraine, I didn't realize what it really meant. We're not giving them any money. Yeah. Did you guys know that? Well, they were giving them weapons, right? We're giving us money. What do you mean? So <laughs> Congress agrees on the aid package, the let's call it $5 billion or $10 billion. That $10 billion is not deployed to Ukraine. It's deployed to Raytheon. Mm. It's deployed to ah. Boston Dynamics or whatever. It's deployed to Boeing. It's deployed to the what we would commonly call like the military industrial complex in America. So the money isn't going there. It's going to American companies that hire Americans, that are employing Americans. Yeah. Like it continues to filter in our economy, not their economy. And one thing we always read is war is good for the American economy. So you, I, I wonder if there's an argument to be made, and maybe they would never, the, the, as Vivek would put it, the managerial class would never come out and say it, but I wonder if they would say like, hey, the managerial class, I wonder if their conversations are basically going, well, these Americans shut the fuck up. This is why we're coming out of COVID better than anybody else. We basically manufactured a war to keep the economy pumping because when these uh, the weapons companies are building stuff, they still need steel from wherever the steel plants are buying from. We need things shipped. We need screws. We need paper. We need, wood. We need we, employees we, to build it all. Yeah, we need secretaries to push yeah. the paper. We need everything. Mm. These are massive companies. Now, I'm not saying that we should go to war for this reason, but I think that the way that it's being positioned by a lot of people is is very it's a central. Drain on our economy. Yeah, here's the money in America. Instead of helping out Americans, we just give it to the Ukrainians, and now they buy soup with it. It's like an organic stimulus check. Mm-hmm. That, that, that would, and then so the criticism would be like, well, it's just helping these wealthy companies. Those wealthy companies have people. They buy pools, right? They buy houses. They yeah, rent which you can argue with, like, but then you're just arguing the economic policy of like trickle down or exactly. whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Which is fine. You can argue that if you want to. You might be right, but it isn't money that's hemorrhaging from the U.S. economy and going. Well, are to you Ukraine. sure we're not just giving them direct money as well? I thought it's both. 
I imagine that like there's a certain amount of it that needs to go there to utilize these weapons. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's getting the weapons over there is another thing. But still, like, we're probably not hiring Ukrainian companies to bring the weapons over there. Right. Or even, like, food support and rations and shit for troops, like, all that stuff. And, okay, so maybe there's some food and that kind of stuff, but where is the food made? Exactly. No, to your point, like, it might it's not like, only be weapons, but... It's like a stimulus, like you were saying, I think, for the American economy. I'm not saying we should do it, and I'm not saying we should be involved in these foreign wars. I would prefer that... Uh, listen, I, I would love there to be some sort of uh, agreement that, you know, stopped it completely. That being said, the way that it's being positioned by people who are opposed to it is as if the money is just leaving America and going there. Hmm. And it is being funneled through American companies. It still could look like, um, what is it called? Uh, like a money uh, something scheme. Um, a Ponzi pyramid scheme? scheme? Yeah, it's almost, I don't know if it's a Ponzi scheme or a pyramid scheme, but it's one of those situations where it's basically like they're, they're laundering money. They're using uh, Ukraine to launder money to themselves. Hmm. But um, it's, it, that would be the case if real weapons weren't going there, but real weapons are going there. Yeah. And it takes real humans to make those real weapons. Yeah. And it takes real materials to make, make the real weapons, right? Like, yeah, I guess I might be pro-war in Ukraine. No, I don't know. Again, I don't know. <laughs> this is one of those things where we should talk to like a Vivek. You talk to like a Robert Kennedy Jr. So what do we got here? So you got 4% is going to be, I mean, out of 75 billion, 4% is like humanitarian, emergency food, refugee support, et cetera. Financial, this is, you know, economic support, funds, loans, and then so security. that is a, let's go. Can we go up? That is a big percentage. Thirty-five percent is economic support, but yeah. it's economic support funds, loans, and other financial support. If it's a loan, you're going to owe me that money with interest. Well, here's the thing about that, which is very interesting. I saw this clip. I think it was RFK talking about it, but he'd be really good to talk about this thing. So, in order to support the U, in order to support Ukraine in this war, what I think Ukraine had to do is relinquish their rights to their natural resources. One of those resources being um, all these grain fields. I think they call Ukraine like the breadbasket of Europe. I think they provide more grain to the world than any other country and they're the greatest grain producer in all of Europe. So they, they, they provide food and that's a really valuable fucking thing. If you have you know, 8 billion people on the planet, there's a lot of mouths to feed. You need places that can grow a lot of food and Ukraine is one of them. Um, so they would have to relinquish, I think they've already relinquished 30% of the rights to that. And I think they would have to relinquish all of it because we're gonna have to go, re by we, I think BlackRock has to go rebuild. I think they were given the right to rebuild Ukraine once the, the war is over, right? Now- <laughs> I like given the right. It wasn't a responsibility. It's this the is, opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And how are they going to pay for that? They're going to pay for that by giving up the rights to their grain, yeah. giving up the rights. If they can't it, pay for it, which we know they can't. Which we can. know they can't pay for it because how would they fucking pay for it? So <laughs> that's the other thing. It's like in the most evil way of looking at this, do we push them into a war? We know that they cannot win without our support, hinder them with tons of debt, and then the only way that they can get out of this debt is to relinquish the only natural resources that they have that would present them of any economic viability in the future. Yeah. And now we own the bread, by we, BlackRock or whatever it is, owns the breadbasket of Europe. Mm -hmm. And well, controls the food, food supply. The, the alternative is you give up those lands to Russia before. Exactly. So basically, Ukraine is like, okay, do we give it up to America or do we give it to Russia? I mean... And do we maintain sovereignty and... And then hope this gets forgiven at some point point. we can get the rights back. 
Yeah, no, I, I'm not saying that they necessarily made the worst decision, but like it is, I think Americans are kind of uninformed myself. I, I don't I know 2% of what's really going on over here, but even with what I learned recently, like, oh, okay, so the money isn't really going over there. There are people potentially benefiting from here. Maybe too many wealthy companies are benefiting than average Americans, but those companies need to be serviced by average Americans. So maybe it's beneficial to us. Who knows? That's the trickle down yeah, thing you're yeah. saying. And then also long-term, like, is America getting all them resources? I mean, it seems like BlackRock <laughs> is getting a lot of them, which is, you know, not the best, but it's not draining from America. Well, there's a lot of politicians making money on it, too. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, like you see, BlackRock won the right go, 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 no, go, just go. Like Politicians that are like buying stock in like Lockheed or, you know, Raytheon or whatever. Yeah, I mean, this like is days before then the contracts go through. Speak on this. This is this is actually. Great. I mean, there's just like a bunch of like known politicians, like in congressmen that are basically just like as like days before the it's announced that these things are going through where like they're getting these billion dollar contracts through these military industrial companies they're buying huge you know amounts of their stock portfolio into these things so there's like and this is basically i'm working on a piece for this we'll put it out one of these days but like how politicians get rich and like one of the one of the ways that they get rich is that they essentially do insider trading you know they're privy to they're on these uh, different committees so they're privy to information about like government deals that are going to go through mm-hmm. and oftentimes those government deals are using private entities yeah. Right. So if you know that a massive deal is going to go through, if the government is going to commit to deploy a hundred million dollars towards Microsoft or something like that, well, you can buy Microsoft the day before. Yeah. And now you get all those gains. And that's how a Nancy Pelosi thinks can like, you know, or, or husband can beat the stock market. So a lot of them know that we're going to be putting these big aid packages together and they're going to put some money in that defense sector for sure. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't just happen like that. It happens with if you're going to put fucking um uh, speeding cameras on every single light post in America, there might be one company that the federal government gives the right to do it. Well, guess who's heavily invested in that company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The senator that is the yeah. one pushing that bill through. Yeah. And the tricky thing about it is like, it's so blatantly obvious how these politicians make money and right. it's kind of fucked up because when we do it as like Samaritans, we go to jail go for to jail, it. Yeah. You know, Martha Stewart is in jail for less than Nancy Pelosi has done, 100% guaranteed. <laughs> Um, so it is fucked up yeah. in that regard, but here's the thing, like, and, and this is going to sound unethical as hell, don't get me wrong, and I think that we're in the worst case scenario, but like, if we don't let politicians leverage their power to make money, will we ever get the smartest people to be in those positions of power? Mm-hmm. It, now, we're in the worst case scenario where we have idiots that there are making go. the money. Yeah. But you want the brilliant people to be in those positions of power. And the way you incentivize most people is by money. It's like our smart people now are in fucking working at hedge funds instead of, you know, making, I don't know, rockets or yeah, yeah. they're definitely not making like policy. Yeah, right. but they have the ability now to make money and we still don't have the smartest people. So we might as well take away that advantage. Yeah, mm. that's a good point. Yeah, or yeah, somehow yeah. compensate them more to where they're making decisions based off of what's in the best interest of the people and their constituency, not yeah. for themselves. You have the ability to make money, you're going to do it. Yeah, and so now yeah. it's like, oh, I'm going to, instead of doing what's best for the people, I'm going to try to push this thing that's going to help me the most. Yeah. And so. Yeah, it's like, dude, it's so, all this stuff is like, uh, I feel like especially when it's around election time, yeah. The, the truth uh, to, to, to all these issues is, is way more like boring mm-hmm. than the headlines will make it seem. Yeah. 
And uh, like I was even looking up this like immigration thing because never in my life has immigration been an issue in New York, like illegal immigration. Have you seen a lot of this like popping up? Yeah, in headlines? yeah, like, yeah. The migrant workers beat up the cop or whatever. Yeah, but like this was like in your life. Do you remember this ever being? In there was one time I forgot what started, but I remember when MS. 13, 13. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Long Island. Yeah, yeah that you're was right. becoming an issue. And then, like, right. there were motherfuckers, like, just knocking down doors and what's the ice? Ice. Ice, mm. sorry. And they just going and ice. Ice. <laughs> <laughs> That's sketchy, bro. Ice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah they no, just, you're right. I was hearing stories where they would just go to people's houses, knock, take everybody out, ship them And back. that was more of like a gang thing that was indicative of, I guess, immigrants coming from a place. Yeah. But it was started as like a gang problem. Yeah. And now. It's like this. There's an immigration issue where they're like overwhelming our systems for people yeah. in New York, and I'm like, what is going on? Why are there so many the southern, the southern states that usually had to deal with the majority of that? They're like, yo, fuck this. I'm gonna put them on a plane. I'm gonna put them on a bus. So and I'm just sending them. to- I looked that up. Yeah. They did send some, but it's not to the point, which is an issue for sure. Yeah. But it's not to the point where it would overwhelm our system uh, in in the way it has been overwhelmed. Hmm. And I looked into it. Um, and this is why America's really interesting country. I didn't realize this. We are like an asylum seeking country, meaning like if you're going through some sort of political issue in your country or any sort of issue that's putting your life on the line, you can seek asylum in America and we'll take you in. Yeah, we, we have, have an like open door policy. Sanctuary laws and stuff like that where it's like we have to provide you. You don't even sneak in. Yeah. Like there are people sneaking into America, idiots. <laughs> Walk in and say, hey, I'm seeking asylum. Yeah. And then they'll look into your case and that could take like up to a year or two years. And then in the meantime, you can't legally work. It takes about six months to get a visa. But they basically be like, all right, well, when we get up to your case, you'll be good. So you can kind of kick it. So then never go back and see your case. You either live illegally by sneaking in or live illegally by coming in. By asylum. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, to me, it's just a no-brainer. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. New York. But they have this, the reason why they have to sneak in is because it's hard to get on a flight if you don't have the correct paperwork. Oh, I'm saying walk across the border. This is happening But that's sneaking. No, 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 there's, you, go through, like, you the can go to border ports. In TJ. Oh. Yeah, you just walk straight across. There's plenty of them. And then a lot of people do it in this way. Uh-huh. And uh, and again, I didn't know that either. Because uh, everybody, every like Mexican dude that I worked with had told me their story of like crossing the yeah. border when I work in restaurants. It's like these amazing, wild, amazing, wild. like that should be the podcast. Yeah. But they don't speak English. But yeah. like their stories are unbelievable. I met a dude who crossed, nobody was there to pick him up, walked back. Holy fuck. Because <laughs> he's like, I don't speak, I don't know anybody here. I don't have a cell phone. I can't, I was supposed to meet a family member. I don't know where I am. The only thing I do know is that Mexico is right there. Yeah. I, and that's the only place I feel safe. Like, think it's about wild. it. I, talk, I talked to a guy on my pod that was working with a cartel to like smuggle people through the border yeah. checkpoints. Coyotes, yeah. yeah. But he was going through the checkpoint. So, like, yeah. so the actual place, like, he lived in TJ, but went to school in America. So every morning at six in the morning, he would cross the border, go to school, and then go back. Wow. <laughs> like that was his life. That's nuts. It is insane. And then he started getting in with the cartel and like sneaking people yeah. through the checkpoints with the border patrol. Yeah. They would look at like fake documents and be like, all right, go. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, wow. it's just the, these incredible stories. My boy did it. Uh, he did it just with a family. His family gave him to another family. And he's a, he's a Nicaraguan kid at Mundo. And uh, he has blue eyes or green eyes. So they just gave him to a white family. And the white family just brought him across. Hmm, and they wow. just had to hope he didn't cry. Wow. <laughs> like, this is fucking insane shit, right? Like, the, every one of these stories. over the border, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not worried about it. We got, we got border. Impression. Anyway, New York, the only big city in the country 
that uh, has a right to shelter policy. Yeah. This is very important. Uh, this policy was developed for our homeless. It's we, This is a liberal city. We want to make sure that everybody's taken care of. It's got more money than any city in the world. We can't have homeless people on the streets that don't have a place to live. Also, homelessness is not a permanent thing in a lot of ways. I think we see homeless as like our local homeless guy. He's always homeless. People cycle in and out of homelessness. Mm -hmm. So um, basically what happens is that there is this system that we have that have shelters all around the city, and then people have that right. If they are from this, we deploy money, and we make sure that they have a right to shelter. If you are here and you are homeless, we will get you a place to stay. That is a New York policy, the only big city in the country that has it. There are people that are seeking asylum, or there are people who are coming here illegally that are taking advantage of that right to shelter policy. It's not for illegal immigrants. It's for New Yorkers and people who live here mm. that are going through tough times and they become homeless. So basically, like what happens is when they have like a free fucking heroin uh, district in San Francisco or Vancouver or one of these super liberal cities, that like their way of making sure nobody uh, spreads AIDS is by giving you the heroin mm. or giving you the needles. If you're a junkie, you go, Oh, they're giving free shit? Yeah. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Instead of struggling on the border here in Texas, yo, let's try to find a way to get up to New York. They're going to put us up in the Roosevelt Hotel right across from Madison Square Garden for a few months. We're living good. So we basically, they're basically taking advantage of a policy that wasn't for them, and now they're incentivized to come here. And then when you add the politicians into it, they're all, like, Mayor Adams is a shrewd politician. He's using it to get more funds from the federal government and from his state government. Mm. He's like, look what's happening. What's going on over here? I can't have a new recruiting class for the police. The library's got to close. All these things have got to close. He gets more money. He's like, yeah, I guess we don't need to close those. Yeah. Like, he, but that's what politicians that's are supposed to do. And then on the border... They're trying to pass a bill, and there's issue, you know, with with their ability to pass this bill. But one of the crazy things that's happening on the border is, um, the Republicans, you could make the argument, do not want a bill to get passed because they want Trump to be able to use the border mm -hmm. as an issue for the election. Mm -hmm. Well, they they did want it. They got they asked for it. They. Uh, put up a fight against another bill, they got what they wanted, and then Trump said, go against what you wanted. It, but for that same reason. Right. Yeah. So so now there are there's some gray area here as well because both sides have different philosophies about how you stop this issue. I think the Democrats are a little bit more like, why don't we make it, one, easier to just shut down the border, like stop people from even seeking asylum. Like Biden is, wants that apparently. I think Biden's also like kicked out way more people than Trump and uh, ever did, hmm. percentage-wise, but way more people are coming over. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. So it's a, it, there's a lot of like weird stuff. Basically, there's a lot of gray, but the headlines seem crazy. Black crazy, and white. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. But philosophically, there's different issues on the border. Like the Dems are a little bit more like, hey, why don't we get them their ability to work quicker? So at least if they're here, they're not working illegally; they're working legally. And of course, conservatives go, well, now you're. Having all these jobs. extra people here that could be t potentially be taking jobs, you're not looking out for Americans who are looking for jobs. It, it, like, and both of them are right about that. Yeah. Those are two fair sides. To your old joke, though, I don't think they're taking jobs that they're not like stealing jobs that we're like really wanting. That's the argument that a lot of people make up. And then there's part of me that like hesitates to, to like to to support it. Because I don't know the situation of some dude that like doesn't have an education and maybe that's the only thing he can do. 
Like yeah, America, I guess, I'm I just know. basing it, and maybe it was stimulus related, but like, do you remember after COVID ended, restaurants were still staying closed because they were just like, we, just, we, have, we don't have staff. Yeah. A Mexican would be staff. Yeah. Yeah. An illegal yeah. will be staff. You will yeah. not be understaffed if there's enough illegal Mexicans in particular. I promise they'll work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met an unemployed Mexican in my life now that I think about it. <laughs> Got four jobs. Yeah. <laughs> met a lot of unemployed everything else. They want people to come steal their jobs. They're like, I have too many jobs. Yeah. I got seven. I'll donate two jobs <laughs> if you want them. Bro. Yeah. So wait, why do the Dems care now, though, about this issue? It seems like only in the past, like, Which one? Months. The border? Yeah, the border specifically. Obviously, conservatives have been on the border thing forever. Well, the argument that, like, an Elon Musk has put out, because he basically was like, oh, it's the it's Biden, the Democrats' uh, goal is to keep the borders as open as possible uh, to so that those people can then become Democrats and they'll maintain a majority. And... While there's some logic to support what he's saying, it, it's kind of a manipulative take, I think, because like one, it takes a while to get citizenship to vote. Yeah. So it's not like they come over and it's like, oh, here, you can vote in the election. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe their kids would vote or maybe they do, but that's not in this election. It's, yeah. it's going to take a year to see all their cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and even once you get your asylum, it doesn't mean you get citizenship to vote. Like, so it's not exactly. It takes years to get citizenship. Like, yeah. yeah. So like. I don't think it's a fair argument, but his mom's been here for thirty years. But that was on her. That was on her. <laughs> but like, it, it's like, yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the Dem. So you're saying why the Dems upset at it? Yeah, like only now is it just because it's affecting liberal cities that they care? Or? Oh, oh, by by care you mean. Like Mayor Adams. Yeah, I've just Mayor, seen Mayor, I've Mayor seen Adams him. is not a Democrat. He's a, he was yeah. the chief of police. Right. He's but, what we call a New York Democrat. I feel like I've just seen it more <laughs> in the forefront of like Democrat politicians talking about it now, yeah. whereas before I feel like it was just ignored. Yeah. So yeah, I'm curious yeah. if it's just because it's affecting New York or like if there's something that's happening. Is there like an inflection point where like border politics are changing, where things are getting more aggressive at the border? I don't know. I mean, this is a total like coastal elite thing, which is like, you know, not in my backyard or whatever yeah, like that. Yeah, NIMBYism. Like, the yeah. NIMBY shit was complete. The, like now that illegal immigrants are potentially interrupting affairs here in New York, all of a sudden New Yorkers are like, we got to do something about the mm. border. <laughs> Where before it was like, oh, be kind to the, what are you, a racist? Why do you yeah. not want these people in? So I think there is some of that mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and then you see headlines where it's like, oh, Eric Adams is going to give every migrant like a uh, credit card for, yeah. what was it, like? I think the total like that. 53 million total was yeah. going to be given to them. And then everybody poor here in the state is like, the fuck, give us money. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. valid. So yeah. it's like, it's it's a very... There's another one of those stimulus issue. things where it's yeah. like, yeah. like, remember to keep the economy going, they gave the stimulus? Yeah. yeah. Like, giving the illegal immigrants here money to spend here, right? Like, if they give them a card, maybe this is why they do it. <laughs> They're fucking smart. If they give them a card... They can't take the money and send it back to where they're from. Mm. They have to spend it here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they work jobs that they make cash, they could essentially take the money out of the New York often economy do. and often do it and then send it back home. The as, whole purpose as they of should. being here. Yeah. So maybe it's a way of maintaining the liquidity in the city where Keeping the asylum seekers are. Uh, hmm. yeah. Maybe, I don't know. We need like a guy who's way smarter about like econo- uh, economics and like, you know, fiscal policy to figure that shit out. But it seems to me like a lot of these things are boiling down to the same issue. Hey, we need some money to be spent. All right, let's get, what is it? Let's create aid packages hmm. that aren't really going to the average person. Like, yeah. It was quick to give us all money when we, the economy needed a little boost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm, that's very interesting. So do you think this affects the election directly? Like, do you think, think it gets resolved by election time? Or no, I think it will be a talking point. Yeah. yeah. I think they always do the same. It's all immigration. Abortion will pop up. Like, Abortion is really the last thing Democrats have to stand on in terms of public perception, I think. What do you mean? I think the reason they did much better than everyone thought in the midterms was the constitutional ruling about abortion. Uh, I think a lot of people were more motivated to vote because they were like, oh, we need to codify Roe versus Wade or whatever. This is fucked up. Well, how do we let this happen? We got to go vote. Mm -hmm. That's really the only PR thing the Democrats have to hang on to is they took away your right to have an abortion, your mm. right to choose, blah, blah, blah. They, they damn near need another abortion ruling, to, if they, I think, if they want to do well in 2024. But the hmm. economy is kind of um, heading back in a good path. Like inflation is still high, but at least the economy, like job numbers are better. Okay, so it's yeah. like Trump is seeing this. He's like, yo, he can't have wins. Yeah. He can't have wins coming close to the election. So it's that's, like that's yeah. the thing that conservatives probably don't want to admit. And everybody who with a, a brain doesn't want to admit, which is like. Country's doing pretty good under Biden, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Like it is doing pretty good under at least the economy. Like, and I understand. Shout out to the wrong. managerial class. No, <laughs> I was talking to someone about this. Uh, no, we ain't about this yesterday. It's like we have this criticism for the managerial class, right? Like, and we have this criticism for the military-industrial complex, etc. But the discussion was like, uh, fuck, what was the metaphor that he used? It was like, uh, are we like we're the Best economy in the world. We're the strongest economy in the world. Like you see what's happening right now with China. Like their stock market is really struggling. Like they might have to do a stimulus package to buy in. Apparently, it's like they really cracked down on the tech billionaires. Like they basically didn't let the Elon Musks and the Mark Zuckerbergs and the Jeff Bezos just run free like America did. You know, like let the billionaires play. They took Jack Ma and they put him in a basement yeah. and they said, <laughs> "You're going to be making fucking dumplings if you don't get your act." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people got a little skittish about investing into tech sectors. Mm. I guess, so they lost a little bit of that. This is what Ben is telling me, right? And he's Japanese, so I believe him. And <laughs> so, so, but like, and, and, I, and, I, and whereas America is like, we've come out of COVID, it, it's really well, like way better than most countries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we've gotten that inflation that was running the fuck away to a point where I feel like it, it's not to say there aren't people suffering. It's not to say that there, but comparative suffering. Like, are eggs cheaper here than they are in Canada? Yes. Mm -hmm. Are groceries cheaper here than they were in England or Norway? Yes. So you can't go, is it as good as it was before because there was a catastrophic event that happened? You have to compare what's going on to what other people or other countries are doing. And if we're doing better, do we fucking pat on the back the managerial class? Like, mm -hmm. Do we pat Janet Yellen or whoever that woman is who <laughs> runs the money and be like, yo, keep running the money good? Like, yeah. are we bitching about, I think the metaphor he uses is like playing time? Mm. Like we're on the championship team, uh, but we're yeah. like, yo, I need more minutes, coach. Yeah. Mm. All right, guys, you see the blue lights. You know what that means. It means this is your daily reminder that your dick game sucks. And you... You know, I don't mean sucks in a good way with dicks. I mean, your shit is trash, probably. At least mine is. And if yours is, we could be friends on that. But you know what we could also do? Improve the dick game, get a little better. Even if your dick game is good and you probably think it is and it's probably not, it could be better. That's why you need Blue Chew. It's got the same active ingredients as all those other drugs, but it works faster. It's, it's the chew, baby. It's the Blue Chew. We all love it. And what's more important... 
If you go to bluechew.com and use the promo code flagrant, you can get your first shipment for free. First month supply for free. You just got to pay $5 for shipping. Again, that is bluechew.com promo code flagrant to receive your first month for free. That's bluechew.com promo code flagrant. Go to bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. Obviously, we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Again, we've all used it. We've all loved it. It's fantastic. Guys, improve your improve your sex life. Why would you not do this? Let's get back to the show. All right, guys, we're going to take a break real quick because I need to tell you your bank sucks. How do I know this? Because pretty much all banks suck, so I'm probably right. And that's why you need Current. Current actually helps you build your credit, get your paychecks faster, and gives you a great interest rate on your savings. Let's start with this thing right here. This is called the Build Card from Current, and here's why it's great. It's a secured credit card that lets you use your own money to build up your credit. What that means is it functions kind of like a debit card. You buy shit using your own money, not the credit card companies, but where a normal debit card doesn't have any effect on your credit score, the Build Card reports all of your purchases to credit companies, so it actually helps you build your credit, improve your credit score, And more importantly, there's no credit check or history required to get this card. So if you're looking to improve your credit score, this is the card for you. I know people who use it and love it, and you will too. On top of all that, when you switch to current and set up a direct deposit, you can get paid up to two days faster. Guys, it's your money. You worked hard for it. Now get it faster. And maybe most importantly, you can get up to a 4% interest rate on your savings with Current. Guys, how much more of a no-brainer can we make this? So guys, what are you waiting for? Get Current, the future of banking. Go to current.com slash flagrant or download the app. That is current.com, C-U-R-R-E-N-T dot com slash flagrant. Terms apply. Current is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services provided by Choice Financial Group, member FDIC, and Cross River Bank, member FDIC. For full terms and conditions, visit current.com or call 888-851-1172 for more information. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, it's tricky. I was thinking about this with like even the Putin interview. I was like, if you're the managerial class, like, do you have an obligation to control the flow of information? Because obviously the free speech absolutist and like, you know, even myself included to an extent, I'm like, no, we should be able to hear what other national leaders are saying, but we're the only major superpower that basically is able to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think uh, like Chinese media is going to be broadcasting like, you know, any president, any U.S. president's idea of what American imperialism is or like any Russian's like dictator and vice versa. So like, I don't think they do. They just dub it and then (laughs) say whatever we want. (laughs) They don't even need to dub Biden probably. They're like, nah, listen to this shit right here. But But isn't that amazing? Keep going. This is a great point. What an amazing thing. So it's cool that we have that. We're able to get all the information and we're able to like hear what other countries, you know, leaders are saying. But at the same time, it's like there are Americans that are getting swayed by it. And is that against our interest if this guy is just lying? And if he's just talking out of his ass to like gain sentiment, like is that bad for us and should we be controlling what information can get in because every other country does. I'm sure the managerial class would be like, yes, we should because these idiots, the people, uh, don't know what's good for them and we have to make sure that they're not getting information they're being manipulated by, which clearly was the goal of that interview. The Mm -hmm. goal of that interview was to manipulate based on truth or based on, you know, falsehoods. It doesn't matter. The goal was to manipulate manipulate into a direction. Mm -hmm. Right? Fair enough. But maybe it's on us to be intelligent enough to combat that information. Which is the argument against having a managerial class. It's on us to be intelligent enough to govern ourselves. Oh, oh, I meant the managerial class. Like, instead of squashing that interview, you put out something saying why Tucker, or not, not saying why Tucker shouldn't have done it, but saying why Putin was lying or not being completely truthful. This is indicative like, of his why, weakness. But that's why they're coming so hard at tech 
companies because it'd be like, yo, y'all are letting all this misinformation, mm. you're making our kids stupid, mm. <laughs> you're swaying elections. It's mm. like you guys have a bigger responsibility to not let this shit run. I do, I do subscribe to that idea, which is like you bare minimum have a responsibility to tell if if if, if information is true or false mm-hmm. or there maybe is another term for like when it's um, completely opinion based, mm. like subjective, biased. I guess, or biased. It could be biased. Like saying, like if somebody's out there going, the Miami, the Miami Dolphins are the greatest football team, yeah. or like we all know that that's just yeah. someone's opinion. Mm. But maybe there's a version of that. But yeah, I do think that they should have the responsibility to at least inform, but which they're the, doing now. I think the free speech absolutists are just like nah. Every every you should be able to say whatever the fuck. Yeah, you but want. I mean lying is just like yeah. I think lying is its own thing as information. Yeah, especially when a smart person's lying and you can't They're discern good. what's yeah. true or not. Yeah. yeah, and like other countries are getting information. This is a funny story. A friend of mine works with like a bunch of different factories in China mm. and is like doing like clothing and shit. And he'll get a text like randomly, like once a week from like this Chinese lady that he's in like you know contact with that'll just be like, "Are you okay?" All caps. And he'll be like, "Yeah, what's up?" And then she'll be like, oh, my goodness, I was so worried about you. And then we'll send a link to, like, a train that got derailed in Portland. And he'll be like, what? And she's like, yeah, this is big news here. Things don't seem good over there. Hope you're okay. Uh, and he's like, what is going on? And basically, like, when some bad shit happens here, like, uh, I was actually talking to Des Bishop. He says that, like, Chinese media will do this. Where, like, yeah. the opening thing will be, like, here's why China's amazing. That's, yeah. like, segment one on the news. Yeah. Segment two is here's why the West is falling apart. Yeah. And then segment three will be some shit about, like, Xi Jinping or something. I can't remember. Yeah. But there's always a segment about, like, all right, here's why America's getting fucked up. Yeah. And they and just the control f- it. To... Make the point I was arguing is earlier, free speech absolutist would be like, that's why you need both sides. Mm-hmm. So you know yeah. what's coming from every angle. And then you should be smart enough to discern what's true and what's not. I just, I don't know. It seems like if there's, if there's a blatant lie, a little disclaimer, this has been proven to not be true would be nice. The only tricky thing with that system is who gets to decide that's what is true, true or false. That's true. And we have to at least acknowledge that's that that's true. frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I get why the free speech absolutist is concerned because they're like, yo, I could be saying something that we believe is true, we've researched it, it is true, and then someone out of nowhere who's part of the managerial class that doesn't like my opinion or thinks that my opinion could you know, bias people in a certain direction could say it's false and then completely discredit what I say. That's too much power yeah. to give them. Yeah. I get that This is the problem too. with nation building. Like, yo, I, this shit is tricky, I bro. I think people should be empathetic to the nation building and be like, yo, this shit is hard as fuck. Like, maybe that, yeah, go, go, go. Because if go. you listen to Putin, you're like, wait, did we blow up the Nord Pipeline? We need like, SimCity, but for like, geopolitics, so people can really just get a sense of how hard that is. <laughs> yeah. It's I like, mean, yeah. The, who, who blew up the pipeline? Like, he's saying the CIA did it, and, like, there's probably, like, there's there's conclusive evidence, or, or I guess, uh, what do you call it, like, yeah. circumstantial evidence to say, like, maybe. Who could do it, and who would want to? I mean, there's probably a few countries on the planet that can do it. That could. And, and then, then you just have to line up the interests. So it's like, yeah. And then do we want to know that about ourselves? It's like, okay, we're getting true shit, and we're finding out about our fuck shit. And then it's like, okay, as a managerial class, do you just propagandize your own country? And then all the people are like, no. It's just, that's what I'm saying. Nation Yo, building is fucking hard. Yeah. Which pill you want to take, my boy? <laughs> yeah, type shit. Because yeah. that's really what it is. And I, and I genuinely believe, and let's just, let's have an honest conversation with ourselves right now. Blue pill. Which one is the blue? That's the... Uh, that's, yeah, the live in the false reality. Live in the false yeah, reality. Bliss. Right? And it's like... Red pill well, is when you hate bitches. Well, yeah. that's, that's, that's the, when you take that one, then you then you beat the shit out of your wife. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I've been taking. So, <laughs> it really is the it's just misery that way. Really, really is. But the blue pill, we you, you say you would take because you've seen the movie. 
Yeah. So you don't have the curiosity about what the truth is yeah, and what it does to you, right? Because I've thought about that as well. It's like after seeing the movie, you're like, I don't want to live in no fucking spaceship underground eating food. Food is fucking sludge. Yeah. Literally, it's just the food. Yeah. That's the only, <laughs> yeah. like, if the food was fire, <laughs> really all I think about. Be, if they had PF Changs in that bitch, we'd be good. You know what I mean? Fucking giant hole in the back of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Well, some of that food, that was kind of, you know, we had at the wedding. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not... It's not <laughs> Like it's, this guy uh, no true. disrespect, but it is similar. It is more similar. Seasoning at least. Yeah. Seasoning. Yeah. It might have been seasoned. I don't yeah. know. That's y'all with the no seasoning. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. And the fits of fire when they're when they're, <laughs> when they're in the matrix. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm doing it for the clothes, bro. So, but yo, they look good. Is that easy? I think you easy. only look good when you're in the in the blue pill yeah, world. Yeah. yeah. So it's like blue pill me. So you're, you're telling me I'm in the red pill world, but the only fun I ever have is when I'm in the blue pill world, and I could have just been in that world. Yeah. So, rough. so here's rough the question. Decision. Let's say, let's say we're we're doing okay. Let's say you're doing okay. Your family's okay, and things are going okay, right? Let's say we're blessed. Things are going okay, right? Yep, Mike. Oh, sorry. Um, things things are going okay. We're blessed. You have the curiosity of the red pill, right? Or in this circumstance, you have the curiosity of what would it be like if we didn't have a managerial class, or what would it be like? If we didn't have the military industrial complex, et cetera. But is it possible the people that are making those complaints are not satisfied enough with life that they don't want to? Yeah, their reality is not as not the like, best. Like I imagine, like if your reality is good and you enjoy your reality, do you really want to look into? Why rock the boat? Yeah. I think, and I think that that's the masses, and I think maybe that's the, what is it? not happy people complaining at home online. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> usually not. Looking into conspiracies yeah. about whatever. There's something that you need to understand, like, and then, yeah, I don't know. I, I look at that a little bit, and I wonder if that is the, the they, they talk about this all the time, like, they keep us fighting against each other, and that's why we never do anything. It's like, I don't know if that's it. I, I think what they do is, the opiate that they give us is, that incredible Super Bowl experience where the whole day is you and your friends, you're watching this amazing game and even the commercials are really good. Like the opiate isn't constant racism and hatred. The opiate is like- You need both though. Yo, you add a little racism, yeah, it gets hot. Yeah, so yeah, everybody yeah. likes drama, bro. Yeah, no, the yeah, drama, yeah. Don't get me wrong, the drama's fire. <laughs> but like, we still need rec league basketball that's awesome, that has yeah. a trophy at the end. Yeah. We still need a great TV show to watch. Like the opiate, to make our lives like fun and enjoy, it's not that much. Like, yeah. it, it, do you know what I mean? It's like, all blue pill stuff. Yeah. So, I, I, I wonder if that's it. It's like maybe life, and this, there's tons of people who don't have this privilege, but. For the people who are living in good lives and their families are safe, how much do they really want the Fed taken down? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I watch one Fed thing. You know me, I'm prisoner of the moment. So the last thing I watch, that's how I feel. So I'm like, <laughs> we got to take down the Fed. <laughs> I don't think in that moment, like, shit, I've, the Fed's been doing all right for me. It's only 3%. <laughs> yeah. Inflation, it's only 3%. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like this. Does that make? Am I making yeah. sense, or am yes, I being no, like a complete? Uh, no, I, I do think people kind of look at their lives and they think like the little things that are bugging them. But they don't think how it could be worse. They just think like, oh, it could be because they haven't seen yeah. Yeah. the the matrix. The, they don't know what America looks like when we take that pill. Also, we don't. We, if you haven't left America, you don't know how great America is 
economically. Like, there's people who are struggling here for sure. I've seen levels of poverty leaving America that I'm like, I this ain't anywhere in America. Mm-hmm. This That's- ain't anywhere in America. We're gonna talk about the 1%. Most Americans are the 1%. You of know, the world, you're saying. Wall Street, take down Wall Street, yeah. take down the 1%. If you are American, for a large percentage of America, you are in the 1% globally speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what do we do, man? Do you, you know what you want? You want to be able to just like peek in. Like you want to know like what happened with Epstein. Yeah. This is what probably most, I don't know about most people, but this is what I think a lot of people want. They want to just know and then they want shit to stay the same. Hmm. They don't want to deal with the repercussions of the change. Yeah. Because the repercussions of the change could drastically affect your life, affect your kids. Well, it depends. If you're already feeling frustrated and life isn't going well, then you're like, fuck it. What do I got to lose? That's where you're on some drain the swamp time where you're like, flip the whole shit upside down because how much worse could it get? Exactly. My life sucks. Everything's horrible over here. Who gives a fuck if these people are pretty happy watching the Super Bowl and enjoying their friends? Fuck them. I'm miserable. Mm -hmm. So let's flip this whole shit. Yeah. That's kind of selfish in a way. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but also that's selfish, na- nation building. Selfish of us to be like, well, let's keep things the same. Things are good for me. Yeah. Oh, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. No, I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. Is everybody's being selfish. Yeah. The person who's like living good, got their mortgage, their family's fucking great. They're like, and they they see all this money going to fight a war that could, could seem absolutely pointless. But they're not saying stop it because they're just worried about their small nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Selfish. Yeah. The unselfish thing to do would be like, will it to take that sacrifice to stop those people from dying? And that's why you got to convince your nation that what's best for you is what's best for the country. Yo. <laughs> and that's where you got to propagandize them. And that's why. <laughs> being like, yo, we need a monoculture where we're all the same shit and, and squash all the rest of it, no more religion, and then you're China. And you're like, fuck. They, they done did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. I mean, what a ballsy thing to do as America to just let all these different people come here. Different beliefs. Different languages. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. Right about reincarnation? Yo, Miles is telling me Mark's whole foundation is rocked by the fact that he believes in reincarnation now. Wait, He's you like texting Miles reincarnation? like, so you, you missed this. Mark watched some Cat P and then we talk about this? Fucking righty. He's a lefty. Okay. But then he got a little bit better. But yeah, it just... <laughs> <laughs> Son, we knew you were lying oh, about your fucking. Son. You know how you said you got a. You said you're scared bear. bears. Or Real bears, not a fucking black guy in a jacket. So you you're in the camp. Get in the camp. Yeah, I'm scared of actual bears, bro. <laughs> no, you said a bear mask. Yeah, when I was 11. Or oh, he's talking about gays. I'm That's what it's been. <laughs> I'm scared of gays. I'd be afraid right now. Oh, my God, about? dude. <laughs> I respect that you went for it. I did. I don't crawl. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. I'm more scared of black guys. I mean, if, you just, if you just walked up, I'd be like, oh, my God. Jeez, you fucking sick. Oh, my God. <laughs> Turn the music down. I was like, all right. Oh, that's funny. Wait, where did so that come from? It's not scary at all to you? I mean, not. You told a, me that there was a mask that was. Yes. Like, I can show you a picture of this mask. I was like seven years old, and my sister would come in with the mask, and, go, ah, and I'd be like, oh, fuck, I'm scared. I'm sick, sleeping in bed. Yeah, that was scary. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to lose his shit. Yeah, we really thought. Bro, he wasn't even the slightest bit I know, scared. I know. Yeah. This was 20 years ago. <laughs> Why was That's annoying. Dude, you don't know. They've been plotting this for years. 
dead ass before you were even oh, on the bad. pod. I, now I feel and you're talking about pranking you no, and showing up in a bear mask at the airport. Now I feel bad. Now I feel bad. Do it again. Do it again. Don't feel bad. You didn't let us down. No, do it again. A friend sent me that. A friend works for them and sent me that. And then we saw it and we're like, oh, perfect. Now we have the bear. I mean, did you think I would like go into a museum and see like a bear like taxidermy and be like, oh my god? Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. We thought it was a phobia. Yeah. Phobia is a phobia is a fear. I was more afraid of someone yelling at me as a, as I a child. You were like the fat guy with the balloons. <laughs> <laughs> Bert? Yeah, Bert. Yeah. My bad, Bert. <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> Yo, maybe I oversold it. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> You've been talking about this on pod. Too. Yeah. yeah like, when I was a kid. I, I, I didn't anyway, what else we got, Mark? What else? Rogan, my friend. We gotta talk about Rogan. Oh yeah. Yo, Rogan. Uh, oh, yeah. He's back. Bro. back on the tube. Now he's back on. He's on Apple. He's Pops. everywhere. I think he's, he's gonna, gonna be on YouTube, YouTube too. Soon, yeah. So, yeah, That's just crazy. the goat. Yeah, just the goat. I was saying this to you, and this is before the deal he even got announced. But this is when I knew Spotify was smart to sign uh, yeah. the first deal. My sister-in-law is talking to me about a podcast. She's recommending it. She's like, you should check it out. You you would like it. You know where I go to look up the podcast? Didn't even think about it. I went to Spotify. Mm-hmm. I never would have done that pre-Rogan. Mm. Another podcast, of, uh, an asshole army member told me about called The Knowledge Project. Yo, you got to listen to this. Listen to this episode. Shouts to you. I forgot your name. I'm sorry. But I remember now I looked it up on Spotify. That's why you throw the crazy bag at Rogan. Yeah. Because they made... Spotify, the uh, the place to go to. Yeah, you're paying for market share. You are paying for market share, and he he did it. Yeah, it would have been Apple Podcasts before that, right? It would absolutely been Apple Podcasts. The podcast app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where podcasts were created, I don't even go to that. I don't go to it. Yeah. I used to go to Apple. I had one called Overcast that I would go to. I had like all these different apps. Yeah. Would never go to Spotify. I don't even listen to music on Apple no more. Oh, yeah. That's how crazy it is. Yeah. Like, like to me, I, I listen to music still on Apple and then I would listen to pods on Spotify. Yes. Mm. And now it's shifted my music consumption. To, so yeah. they're making money off of not just podcasts. Mm-hmm. They're making money. Yeah. It, it, like you said, it's not just his podcast. It's everybody who listens to podcasts yes. on Spotify. Yes. And that's not just, I'm sure the same thing. Oh, Alex Cooper's doing the same thing for girls. I'm nah, sure. they got rid of But them. not to that same level. Yeah. And they kept okay. Rogan for a reason. I thought they signed her too. Oh, I thought they... Uh, they let that go. I think Rogan's number one, Alex Cooper's number two in terms of all the deals they signed panning out. Yeah. Rogan dissed oh, number yeah, was, they one. Did and then it. I give Alex Cooper her credit. She's a beast. But like Rogan is the reason any dude is listening to podcasts. I got to ask Rogan how he got the bag. I don't know if it's, I mean, it seems like it's bigger than the first bag. Plus he got the freedom to put it wherever. From what I've read, you Spotify's like, we don't need, I think, again, they're not dumb, dude. I think they threw the bag at Rogan to be exclusive because they knew changing behavior is the single hardest thing to do. Changing behavior of someone instinctively going to Apple Podcasts to Spotify, I need you to be exclusive. I'm going to throw crazy bag at you. And now they're like, we don't need exclusivity anymore because we won. Mm-hmm. Yo, the war is over right. now let's just do recoup. a revenue share on ads mm-hmm. and the best way to get revenue share on ads is let them have it everywhere yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. so you take the piece of the so, YouTube I don't know if that's how it's structured so it's but. worth $250 million to get a percentage of Rogan's ads isn't that crazy yeah. oh I didn't know that that makes sense yeah they're getting a percentage of the ads I also figured there was another angle where it's like you've gotten the market share, but you also know how he can move market share. So you have to pay him to, to not, not leave. Because uh, okay, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. he could easily just be like, ah, I'm not putting it on Spotify. I'll anymore. go exclusive to Apple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah. I won't put it on Spotify. He yeah. don't even have to go exclusive somewhere else. Everywhere go, else but Spotify. Go to you. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, I'm sure that factors in too. Yeah. This guy moves this the fucking landscape of entertainment. Yeah, so you just have hell. to, it is what it is. But I also think they, 
aren't going to do exclusive deals anymore. They're like, we'll still do it. Well, well they got the, the market share. Yeah. The whole idea with the deals was to get people to consume podcasts on the on the Spotify app or the yeah. Spotify platform. It's Jeez. like, you've achieved it. You don't have to spend any more money. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why they slashed so many people in that department. It's yeah. like, it's been done. We've got all the people. I think people might even miss how hard that was because at least even for me, I feel like I was on like the edge of it. Had I not been like involved in podcasting at the time, I don't even know if I would have noticed. But like every, all audio was consumed on you know, YouTube and like Apple, yeah. like going from all the way back to like iTunes days. And like, they just held that like lineage all the way up. And dude, you know, what's crazy before the Rogan deal, they were handing out other deals. I think before other podcasts that I would listen to on my other apps, I just, when they went exclusive to Spotify, I stopped listening. Mm. Spotify became my primary app and I just fell out of it with that podcast. And I don't even want to make anybody feel better or whatever. So no names, but like, don't even think about him anymore. Yeah. Rogan got me to switch my entire behavioral habits. Keep listening to that. It's like a fucking crazy thing. Yeah. Huge risk, but it paid off massively. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's really, really I cool. mean, shouts, dude. That's insane. And I, and I also think they learned that the uh, Spotify exclusive pods weren't working, especially if they don't have the, if they don't come in with the built-in audience. Mm-hmm. Like they launched so many um, Spotify originals. Yeah, and it just with like big names thinking that it will come, and it's like nah, you they have to have the built-in audience. We have to trust you. You also had to overpay. Then, you had to. They, I think they yeah. did this knowing we're gonna overpay. We're gonna lose on a lot of these guys. Like Russ was talking about with the uh, the advances you give. Like yeah. four of these won't pan out. One of them will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four of these podcast deals won't pan out. One of them happened to be Rogan, and the guy moves fucking mountains. We got the right guy. Mm-hmm. You yeah, it's weird. It's slam. like podcasting isn't like uh, going to see someone at a nightclub. Where, like, if the person's famous enough, even though they got nothing to do with dancing or DJing, you might just show up. You know, you're going to be like, oh, shit, fucking Jay-Z is going to be hanging out at 11 in Vegas for the Super Bowl after party. I'll go watch Jay-Z 100%. Podcasting is like, you got to specifically want to enjoy listening to those people. Mm-hmm. So like, that's why I knew Charlemagne with the Brilliant Idiots. I knew it was going to kill us because people were already in a listening pattern with Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. But if random actor just starts a podcast. It might work, it might not. Smartless ended up working. Those three guys were great, and it's three of them, right? Those three guys are great, they ended up killing. How many famous people have started podcasts that no one gives a flying fuck yeah. about? It also takes time, and you got to be committed to it. Like yeah. even, even like Dax, like Dax Shepard shows, like one of my Kills. favorites. But he's been doing it for five years, six years. Yeah, it feels like an overnight success because we all found out about it late. But yeah, uh, yeah years in, we. But found like out about he's it. already independently wealthy, successful actor, producer, whatever. Yeah. Like married to literally Frozen. Yeah. And <laughs> and like just doubles down and, and works super hard on this one pod. Yeah. For dumb long. Yeah. Before he gets a bag from. Spotify. Is he gonna keep doing? Doing it with Spotify? I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know. think they're not exclusive anymore. I don't think they're not. Got it. But yeah, I think they cut a lot of their exclusivity deals because they're like, hey, I think we got market share. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, that's the... let's go blow the show up. And yeah. now you see the guys who they made money. Who the deal was like? This was the winner. And it's that's, him and maybe Alex Cooper. That's the other thing to think about with, the, with when you take a deal like that. Like if you take a deal that could significantly with Rogan. He was great enough where it didn't reduce his market share. His show probably just grew. Mm-hmm. And he had to bust his ass to do that shit. He I never let up. He, he did not He could have gone up. three a week probably and been, and you know. And totally fine. Yeah, yeah. But, but he kept doing banger after banger yeah, after banger. Four like weeks, that's, five a week. Yeah, I don't even think he gets enough credit for that. Yeah. Like he went behind a paywall pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... The show grew. Can you imagine yeah. going exclusively to Patreon and then your numbers go up? Go up. overall. Yeah. It so kept the work ethic. Unreal. But um, fuck. What was I just saying? Um, 
what brought us to that? Oh, you that's why you got to be careful when you take a bag for an exclusivity thing. Like, you better hope that that bag is all the money you're going to make for the rest of your time podcast. Sustainable. Mm. Yeah. Because what you're potentially doing is significantly decreasing your audience size for a two-year window. Yeah. You don't know if that audience is going to be there when you come back to the open market, and you don't know if the podcast company is going to re-sign you because they might have gotten your market share. Yeah. Right? Like, I remember Netflix had this strategy where they would add an extra season onto popular shows. So there was a popular show called The Killing on AMC, mm-hmm. and Netflix was like, we're gonna do an extra season mm-hmm. on Netflix, and it was a great way to yeah. grab market share. There was like all these fans of this show, and they weren't like necessarily the biggest shows, but they were devout viewership. And they would do an extra season on Netflix, so this is early on, you're like, I'll buy Netflix to watch my favorite show. Arrested Development did the same thing. They did it with yeah. Arrested Development as well, and uh, they're never doing another season after that, because they don't have to, they got you. Mm-hmm. They got you in the door. They gave you the little tastes, whatever it was. Once you get the 10.99 or on your monthly bill, yeah, and you see all the it. other shit that's on Netflix, yeah, good to go. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that there were some people that saw the bag and they were like, "Wow, that all those all that money, that's fucking crazy. I'm definitely gonna do that." But they might not have realized that that was the last bag that they're gonna yeah. get. Yeah. And this is where we'll see if they're good enough to con- continue to build. But like, it's a it's a harder thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. when your audience size significantly shrinks, then to go back out there in the world and then just hope they all yeah. find it again. Also, if your pay isn't tied to performance, it kind of just goes down to like almost like character, or like personal philosophy of like what you do. Mm-hmm. If your pay is not tied to performance, then are you someone that's gonna like still show up every day and work as hard as you were before? Or are you gonna kind of coast? Especially if, if it's not some shit that you even like. Like a lot of these people that were doing podcasts, they just did it because their agent presented them with a bag and they're like, I just gotta talk for an hour a week and I get yeah. this amount of money, I'll do it. Yeah. Those people, once they get their guaranteed money, they're not giving a flying yeah. fuck about it. I think like Megan Markle, I don't even think she finished. <sighs> Yeah, like she wasn't doing it regularly. Yeah. Like she just, it's not for some people, and yeah. they just kind of bounce. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's really cool that he did that. Just like kept the work ethic and kept the the, the character. Just be like, yeah, I'm gonna go even harder and have yeah. bigger episodes. Yeah, even though it's not necessarily directly going to you know performance bonuses or whatever. Yeah, so uh, yeah. really cool. I don't know Pod- if that's part of his deal, but I think yeah. it's cool. Podcasting isn't hard, but it is something that you have to want to do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if it's not something that you enjoy doing, yeah. you will make really horrible podcasts. Yeah, I was yeah. saying to Charlemagne when we were doing Brilliant Idiots, like, the hardest thing about podcasting is chemistry. Yeah. Like, getting chemistry with the people you do it with, mm. that's, the, that's the impossible thing to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the people that have great natural chemistry, they can do a podcast. It could be fun. It could be easy. Mm-hmm. Um, the people who don't, but they just have names that they bring it together— it's going to suck. People are going to hate it. They're not going to want yeah. it. And then consistency. Yeah. Are you willing to just do it every week for the next three years or whatever? Yeah. In obscurity. Yeah. All right. What else we got, Mark? Did you see, just to add on to that, podcast has also added audiobooks to all uh, premium memberships. Oh, yeah. What does that mean? Spotify? So like, yeah, Spotify. Sorry. Spotify. So, like, you can go on Spotify now if you just have oh, the music wow. one. You can also listen to, like, 150,000 books. You get 15 hours a month to listen to books. Oh, shit. Pretty fire. Fire, right? Actually, so that's what it seems like, like the next acquisition. They had a couple different audiobooks on there before. Yeah, yeah, I think course. those were like independent. Yeah, the acquisition they're this doing is, is crazy. Smart. They're yeah. trying to be the audiobook. Pl- anything that you listen to. Anything for Audible. Is, yeah. I'll be honest, Audible's a pain in the fucking Bro, ass. Bro, yeah, this is so hard. I, I quit. 
I yeah, bought 23 awful. credits. I didn't know how to access them. You buy credits. You horrible. can't get more. You try. You can only buy so many books a month. Why can I cut. not just buy a book when I want to buy a fucking book? It's because they don't want to lose money to Apple. So you buy the token and then you buy the book. But they, so it's, it's their 30% way around cut. Apple because if you're buying things through the Apple store, Apple gets that piece. 30% right. Let cut. them get the piece because you lost me, you yeah. fucking idiots. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think what they do is genius because they give you all those credits, but then if you try to cancel, you lose all the credits. Yeah. So it's like it forces you to kind of like, damn, I have like 10 credits sitting here. If I cancel, I I'm lose them cancel. All. So I'm going to just hold on to this. <laughs> it's good fast money. Yeah. Like, it, it's really. It's a one-time I tried canceling a few times, and I was like, damn. Yeah. <sighs> I'm canceling. I ain't using these credits. Ease of act. Once Spotify comes in and just offers me books, yeah. and I realize, oh, shit, I like audiobooks, and man, if they got the reading component as well, oh, should I enjoy this? Oh, that's gonna be crazy. And you know what's going to come with that? A couple more dollars a month on the cost, and you're going to be like, eh, I'm yeah. getting something. That's what they get you. I have my favorite books. That's what they get you. library. It's 15 hours the month, and then you can pay for 10 more. Yeah, because fifteen hours is a pretty good book. I'm read like I read big books, but fifteen hours still. Oh, do you read something? Yeah. <laughs> How big of a book you read? Twenty-seven <laughs> hours. Baby, Twenty-seven book. hours. Uh, but yeah, fifteen hours will get you through I read most books. Big books. <laughs> yeah. I read big <laughs> books. Big Yo, what's the big yeah, not, book? Not the books, bro. The power yeah. broker. The power broker. Mm. Power two time, broker. Two times speed. Also, I'm fucking Damn, smart. Dude. You can I'm go two x. Yeah. I retain yeah. nothing at two x. Nah, nah. <laughs> I retain dude, nothing I re at one. I realize so my retention is one and one point two five. You go over one point two five in this year, out there. Yeah. My brain is not faster than one point two five. If I listen to it on one, that you lost me after. Oh, I'm gonna fall asleep at one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But so it gotta be two because now it's, I listen to I'm working to I'm kind of yeah. If I don't gotta work to listen, nah, you lost me. There's too much to think. About. No, two is too fast. I because I pretend that I'm listening, and, and then, then I, just, I'll try to explain it to someone after and they'll ask one question. I'll be like, "You listen to it, bro? I don't fucking remember. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how any of this shit works." I'm point five. Damn, point five. Point five. Hey, <laughs> I listened to Putin on one point two five. I had to. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the history lesson. Come on, bro. Come on. Oh, dude, Mark, reincarnation. Yeah, you didn't know this. He watched oh, yeah. some TV oh, show yeah. <laughs> about past lives and kids who remember their past lives. Uh -huh. And it really affected him to the point that he's like texting Miles, like, Miles, I need you to watch this. And Miles is skeptical. He's like, I need you to watch this and tell me why it's bullshit. Okay. Because if Mark has to believe in reincarnation, what is his life? What is all this years well, of Catholicism? I mean, he does believe in, I mean, Catholicism is the greatest example of reincarnation. Jesus is, dies and comes back. And only Jesus dies and comes back. Well, you didn't say that reincarnation applies to everybody. But apparently it does. Oh, does it? Well, I don't know if it applies to everybody. It applies to these six kids. That's six Jesuses. That's more <laughs> Jesus than Catholicism I've ever talked about. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, these kids knew some shit. I don't know how they knew it, bro. I mean, there is a possibility that I'm like, I don't know, the doc, like, are the parents kind of like feeding it? What they know? Because you can't. You don't want to believe. This motherfucker believe everything. That is crazy. <laughs> but you bro. don't want to believe. Is there anything you don't believe in? Why don't you <laughs> watch and see what you think? I've seen his past lives. Yep. Mine, I don't know. It's tricky. But that's my question. I'm like, is it, there was an influence. There was someone talking What about did they it. hear about in their past lives? What were they saying? The names of ships that they claimed to have been on in World War II and uh, the names of people that they were friends with on How the ship. How did they know they were ships? Because they remember from their It was like a five-year-old kid. He was like, I was on a big boat. I had an airplane. They shot me. Who shot you? The people with the red flag, the, 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 the red dot. I mean, they could have watched any movie where a plane was shot. Nah, why don't you just watch the thing? I don't know. That's my point. That's why I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical in general. All right, I'm going to watch but it, but it's pictures. time. Go. The other one. Watch uh, it on 1.25. <laughs> what was the other one where it's like, uh, was that actor or some shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywood guy. Like, a Hollywood guy where he was like, and apparently none of this information was public on the internet, but he was like, look, this Hollywood guy, I used to be him, and that was my friend, and he was a cowboy, and I, was, I had this color car. 
And apparently the super niche details weren't on there. And they, they verified it with the family. He knew his death certificate was wrong. He knew his death certificate was wrong. He said, like, when did you die? He was like, oh, I was 61. They were like, actually, you were 59. And then they checked the death certificate. He was actually 61. The family had it wrong. It's little things like that where you're just like, what is happening? Can memory be passed uh, down through DNA? It depends if you believe in epigenetics, yeah. Like, epigenetic research based, like, can you inherit, like, trauma or feelings that, like, your ancestors might have inflicted that's not genetically encoded in them, but something that they experienced? Yeah, so it's that. Done. I solved your stupid it's riddle. But, but no one is not the same. No family. one in the family was involved so, in yeah, World War II. What else can show need the DNA? <laughs> no, it doesn't need to be from the family. They could have just consumed that content, and that content is baked into them and then passed through their genetic material. Maybe. I don't, yeah, I don't think, I think if you watched it, it would still what seem like you watched it. What else can you solve? You can watch it. I heard your whole breakdown. You did a whole 20 minute breakdown. <laughs> Listen, I solved your problem. What else? Do we have any other problems? Yeah, what else can you solve today? I mean, what else you, did you I get to do? Me to not be a Catholic. I'm killing it. I mean, we could talk about about uh, Shane. We got to talk about Shane, son. And getting the oh, Bud Light. Oh yeah. Well, dude. first of all, Bud Light bag huge, but that's obvious. The amount of promo that Bud Light has been getting yeah. from Shane already, yeah, like they free. owe him yeah, yeah. millions yeah. just for like drinking all those Bud Lights on Rogan every yeah. time they go on, like every time they do the protected parks. Yeah. The yeah. fact that. Bud Light's been getting that for free, and they haven't called up Shane and <laughs> been like, hey, here's a million dollars. Thank yeah. you so much. Awesome. The most influential man on the planet is drinking our beer because of you. Yeah. I'm bummed that he wasn't in the Super Bowl commercial. Son, I was watching yeah. it, waiting for him to pop up. Yeah. They must have filmed that before the deal something. was signed or something. Like it would have blown that. up. You had Post and Shane, it would have been crazy. Yeah, insanity. Miles yeah. had a great idea for a Super Bowl ad that Bud Light messed up. Okay. Well, I think that they should have started with like the Dilly Dilly opening that was like popular six, seven years ago before the whole controversy. Same exact open. And then when they go to the night in the all blue, he peels his head off, peels the, the helmet off. Yeah. John and Bart. then it's Shane Gillis, Gilly Gilly. Oh. Gilly Gilly. Fire, right? Gilly Gilly. Yeah. And then him in like post and everyone's just partying. Like yeah, same commercial, it. just on the second half. I mean, they could have easily put him in that fucking commercial. Yeah. That's what kind of annoyed me about it. It must have been a timing thing, but like they were at a place that had a stage already. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. could have been on stage yeah, or yeah. doing something, eh, whatever. But um, the, the SNL thing. I mean, it's insane. what a fucking win. Crazy, right? What a win. Yeah, we were trying insane. to think about like other, his, like in entertainment, when does this happen? Chappelle getting the rights back to his show. I mean, Norm. Norm, Norm got, oh yeah, Norm got kicked fired off then, SNL and comes yeah. back and hosts. It's awesome. But like, and oh, that's fire because that's like one of Shane's yeah. Like heroes. heroes. Yeah. yeah. No, it's sick because, I mean, yeah, to like get banished from the city and then return as king is like always, it's like <laughs> biblical cool. Like yeah, yeah, this yeah. is what like all of us in our minds are thinking when we're in the shower yeah. and replaying yeah. events, replaying yeah. things we would have said. I'll show them. I'll sh- he's going to get yeah. to show them yeah. and they're going to fucking knock it out of the park. Yeah. I already know. And is he going to have Ke- McKeever do a couple sketches? I'd be so fired. I would imagine that you would bring your guys. What's working, yeah. Yeah, like I would imagine SNL, if they're smart, they're be like, yes. hey, you know how like you make the best sketches online? Like, why don't you do that for yeah. us? That'd be great. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's got to do Trump. Like that's yeah, like done. No question. Yeah. It's I'm curious if he brings back other sketches. Like if he brings back like the Guy Fieri guy, like the PTSD dude, or like if he brings back some of those characters. Yeah. 
Because I think it would be smart, like if he's has this show online already, and you have especially this huge if, if we're familiar with them. Yeah, because it's less legwork of creating a new character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and the actually, audience that's not familiar with it. Be like, oh, this character's so funny, and you're like, yeah, I have another sketch yeah. with him already on YouTube. I'm like, I wonder if you can double dip like that. There's an interesting thing. Like some, there's some people like hit me up for like comment on it, and yeah. they're like, uh, doesn't this show that uh, cancel culture isn't real? No, and uh, and yeah, it's like. I, I already feel it kind of like percolating a little bit. I know that we had spoken about this a little bit, but like, it, I don't like that angle. Yes, I feel like cancel culture is different than it used to be. And I'm like annoyed even as a comedian to like talk about cancel culture. Like yeah, every time yeah. I get hit up by these fucking talk shows and like, would you like to come talk to us about cancel culture? Like the last thing I want to talk about is cancel culture. <laughs> but what I will say is I do think it's unfair to Shane if you're using this to go cancel culture never existed because you basically are removing his comeback. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he was so determined yeah. and then he kept working that he was able to get the opportunity despite being canceled. Yeah. yeah. When you go, see, cancel culture never existed. All right, so then he never went through anything? He yeah, never yeah, lost anything? he diminished anything? what he went through. Exactly. There's like a guy that's wrongfully in prison for 10 years and he gets out and, and it's like, like the, the justice, justice system, system works. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So like that, I know, I already know that like that's gonna be a conversation that kind of comes. They're gonna use it to kind of almost discredit it. But what he did and like what he, like the internet hated this guy. Yeah. Like they shit all over. Trending on Twitter. Even comedians were attacking another comedian. Yeah. Like for jokes, like trying to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. And TMZ's uh, showing up at his shows being like, oh, here's the cancel comedian. Like, so I just, I don't think that's fair to him. And I already know that that narrative is kind of like percolating a little Mm -hmm. bit. And people don't even realize it because I think a lot of times, the, the articles are like celebrating. They're like, see, we're done with cancel culture. And it's like, things are different, sure. But don't discredit what the guy had to go through to get this opportunity. Yeah, and on the fringes, there are some kind of like talentless hacks, for lack of a nicer way to say it, who mobilize cancel culture and act like they're getting canceled and yeah. they're not, and that's yeah. fucking annoying. Yeah. But not even, aside from all the that shit the chain had to go through, imagine the internet calling you and believing and thinking this is a racist person. Like even that in and of itself. Which they're right. Look, you can be right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can be right and wrong. But like I if, I, if the whole happened, internet's yeah. like this guy. I gave him the pass. I gave him the pass. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's yeah. Oh, yeah. he's been using it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like that. You're even kind of marginalizing that. That's fucking miserable, man. Yeah. Yeah. The whole world thinks I'm this guy. I'm making some jokes that didn't land. Okay, I, we all fail as comics. Comics know that. But now I'm just a racist for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Like as far as I can tell, conceivably, unless I flip it, and he flipped it. Yeah. I really hope he does an Asian accent. Oh, you got that, it. He got to open on bro, That would be fucking like Right from New York. Yeah, this yeah. Is Saturday night. I think that's Joe List made that comment. <laughs> right from New York. What happened on his IG when Shane announced? Oh, he said, "Ride right from New York." But how fire would that be? If yeah, Shane is just like, run from New York. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's got to do it. I don't think he should shit on the show, though. I don't think he will. No, but he like, won't. I saw some people being like, oh, he's going to get his revenge. He's going to he's gonna call them all. Like, he's going to fucking put the swords around. Son, him. you got to give Lauren credit. And remember Shane, after he got fired, we had him on the pod early. Yeah. Back when we just started of flavor. Course, yeah. And he was uh, like, dude, Lauren is the fucking man. Yeah. And Lauren was like trying to get him to keep his job. He was like pitching it. And I'm sure someone over Lauren was like, we can't do it. But I think Lauren had to go to bed and be like, now nah, this kid needs to host. Yeah. So you gotta give Lauren his credit too. Give him his like props for. Yeah, I think it's like, yeah, it's it's a, I think it's a cool moment. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't shit on the show because in a way, him doing the show, 
I think, and it looks like he's past this, and I think he's good no matter what. And I don't obviously brands aren't concerned, but there is a moment like after you get canceled for something like racism where brands are scared to mess with you. Yeah. And then you go have the successful Netflix specials and you have the Bud Light and now you're you're fine, but going back on the show that canceled you completely wipes the slate the slate clean. Mm-hmm. You could go do a Pixar movie now. Yeah. You could voice whatever like and I think that Oh yeah. I I I don't know if SNL is aware of it. If they are aware that they're doing that, that's cool. Yeah. And that's worth not shitting on. It's basically, yo, we fucked up and we fucked and kind of messed up your life and you had to work really hard to get where you're at. Mm-hmm. And you, this benefits us by having you, the super famous comedian on our pod, on our pod, on our show. But at the same time, we're going to wipe this like We fucked up. Yeah, this yeah. is them going, yo, we fucked up. And we're going to tell everyone, hey, we're, we're good. We, yeah, because it's not like the things that they canceled him for aren't still on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's not like, yo. That's why I think it's part of the reason why Bud Light didn't put him in the question. It's like, oh. his slate might be completely clean yet. So it's like, hey, we're going to February 25th, out. we got an ad locked yeah. and loaded. Son, I guarantee if SNL came out before the Super Bowl, he's in that commercial. Yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting point. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's going to be, they I mean. Had, they did the thing with the bro. trans person and it was like that backfired bro. on him. So it's like, hey, let's just, let's just chill. Him. Let him announce yeah, it and yeah. see what people say about it. Yo, the, the victory is killing. If he if he goes on there and kills, yeah. he doesn't even need to shit on SNL. The whole, all, everybody watching would be like, see, y'all fucked up. Why was this y'all could have had this every week. Yeah. So that's the win is just killing. Maybe there's a funny way to acknowledge it. I yeah. don't know. I got to hit him. I truly don't remember the last time I was this excited for an SNL that I'm like, I want to watch the premiere. Yeah. I want to yeah. watch it live. Maybe Chappelle. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Chappelle was crazy. And it yeah. is so dumb that you even still now have like news agencies and shit being like, oh, here's the you know racist jokes that comedian uh, Shane Gillis says. So and so like funny. they run it right back. And oh, it's yeah. like, how do you not understand this is helping? Like, if your goal is to, like, try to, like, hurt this guy's career, you're doing the exact opposite. Well, they're yeah. probably not even trying. They probably just want some clicks. They just want the clicks, They're willing to take some damage if it comes. Just if it so works stupid. out for them, great. Yeah. Um, shall we, guys? Is that the end of an episode? I think, I think so. You got to go see your kid, dude. Yeah, I have I, responsibilities, yeah. dude. I got why, things why to do. Why do such a long pod today? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> why, why, why are you cooking so long, dude? <laughs> I don't know. You bro. need to go home right yeah, now. Yeah, it's diapers. Everybody was out of diapers, baby. I kept looking every single Dwayne Reed. Yeah. No, I got to get out of here. But anyway, guys, thank you guys so much, and I appreciate you. And a lot of people reached out, and uh, thank you very much for the kind words, and thank you very much for the support when we were uh, going through uh, our our situation. And uh, I hope everybody who's, who is going through that, um, yeah, I wish you the best of luck, and I hope you have, you know, a similar outcome. And uh, that shit is tough, I know, but it, it is awesome at the end of the tunnel. The light at the end of the tunnel is fucking... It is it is absolutely worth it. So I, I hope you all can uh, can get there as well. Yep. So thank you guys so much. Might Peace. be time for you to run it back, dude. Mm. Run it back, <laughs> I'm baby. I'm ready, bro. <laughs> you know me. I, run hey, it back, let's, bro. Let's get it. <laughs> Don't even waste my girl getting back in shape. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Stay fat for three in a row and then, Boom, then get it, it back. That's know? it. That's funny. My man. Uh, oh, shout out to our guy, Jelly. That oh, was, that yo. was cool. Shout out to Jelly, yo. That was, yo, he needs fucking fire. Shout out to Jelly. 
Yeah, that Shout was out to Jelly Roll, man. On fire. He was in a commercial. Yeah. That was sick. That yeah. Was Super Bowl commercials are great. Obviously, that's my favorite, but also good commercials this year. Everything yeah. about Super Bowl is great this yeah, year. Yo, Jelly killed it, man. Yeah. Shout out to Jelly. Just crushing it. He's Hero. far. Love Hero. you, brother. Yeah, he's got to go see his kid. He's for real. He's got to yeah, go. Yeah, I, I have a child I have to go he's see. Gotta, he's got to go. Dude. Nah, he's getting cigarettes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be back in about 18 years. Yeah, come on. Peace. Bro, you saw Larry David fight Elmo? You see that? How crazy.